Are we, oh. I don't know how to start this one. All right. I'll start it then, yeah? Go for it. Ooh, what's that smell? Must be in the house of pickles. Is it off milk? Or was it rice pudding? Shit, that's no longer a rice pudding. <laughs> it's a squelch monster. Yeah, I take it back. Anytime <laughs> I ask you to start a show, I just regret it. Oh, oh, it's the house of pickles. Here we are, Paul. It's is Eli Silverman. Is, is there any ooh. sense that you don't start with an ooh or an uff or a rough? Yes. Hmm. It's the house of pickles. <laughs> yes, we're here, Paul. It's cheap show time. Again, it's time it for is. it. It's, it's time another... for it, and you're Paul, and I'm Eli. And it's another It's dose. the house of pickles. How does it smell? Uh, Milky. It's, it's lamby. It's a little bit rancid today. It's got a bit of lamby milk. It's got a tang to it today. It's, it's got, got a, a kind tang. of um, lamb. Lemony, lamb. Lemony Say lamb. Lamb. Thank you. <laughs> I'm David You've lamby. broken me, you know. You've <laughs> know. broken me. Sorry. I'm conditioned. Sorry. So, Paul. Hello. Hello, Eli. Yeah. Welcome to Cheap Show. It's the Economy Comedy Podcast for your ears, where each week we go through the bargain bins and charity shops. I'd just like shops. to say. Oh, man. I'd just like I to had say. It planned out that one. I'm not going to say anything. You do the list of places we go to. Just do it. It's fine. You, I trust you on it now. There's nothing you could miss out or anything like that, okay? So I, just say it. It's fine. I will not interrupt while you're doing the list. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Cheap Show, the economy comedy podcast where we find hilarity in austerity. Why? We go for the bargain bins, the charity shops, the power lands, the charity shops, the bargain bins, the power lands, the charity shops, the bargain bins, the power Take Bazaars, you <laughs> bizarres, can't. And discount sales. And bazaars and, and discount stores. Bargain bins. And jumble sales. Bargain of bins. Of Great Britain. And At- we turn it into podcast. And this is that podcast. Welcome to Cheap Show. I hate you and your fucking noodle posse. People love noodles, right? It's a fact of cheap show, you're going to have to fucking accept. Noodle time. Tales from the dance floor. How's the pick going? The price of shite. This is called Guarantee. Hello. Eli Silver. Welcome to the show. I'll go and I nuzzle. Diddly dum. Diddly dum. Diddly dum. Diddly dum. Diddly dum. Oh, Did Eli's room of... is stinky. It makes me hate my winky. I want to Why do you hate your wash winky? it in the sinky because it's full of rats. All right, let's just deconstruct that. <laughs> <laughs> you think we have to? Let's just. Isn't it not excellent? Why would the smell of my house of pickles, yeah, make you th- hate your winky? Isn't that a much more deep, deep-seated psychological problem? Men who hate their penises, killers. I don't fucking hate my <laughs> penis. I'm fond of it. Actually, you said, do you have a whole machine set up where you can cycle and it's it has blades that rake along it, like that book I read. What book have you read where a man has razor blades on his bicycle seat, and he and he and it, he punishes himself on the wee wee? Is he JJ? No, what's the guy? What's that G- name? G. That? Allen. No, what's the name of that seal killer who stuck pins in himself from the eighteen hundreds? I don't know. Oh, it's a book. Albert Fish. Okay. Oh yeah, God. Hmm. I was Dor- Dora Suarez. You were who? I. Uh, that's the book. I was Dora Suarez. Yes. And what's it about? 
It's um a it's Cannon's page turners. Paul's page turners. Kinda. It's uh by Derek Raymond, who is a noted British sort of noir writer. Does he, he deal in British noir or he writes American noir? It's British. It's very British, all set in London. Or like Soho in the 60s with gangsters. That kind of thing. Shooters. He's. I like his stuff, but yeah. he has these sort of police procedural novels where, you know, they'll find... The, the policeman will find a bun, a cache of cassettes yeah. that the, the, the victim recorded. Okay. Or like, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, here's his diary. Or like, just, right. you know, it's like these terrible clunky expositional uh, okay. um, so, so what devices. Book? It's not really about that, his writing. It's much more about the sort of prose. Um, he His uh, first one, what was it called? Which he published under... <laughs> what was that guy? <laughs> I know you're bored. What was that guy who, who was found listening? dead in the woods? Can Robin, And he was Can in the Labour government. Robin, please help me. Rob- <laughs> I'm trapped in this podcast and I can't get out. What was he called? Robin Heath. Robin, the guy who was allegedly the, involved with like the yeah, looking the into the Iraq War. The guy that and he was politician. quote unquote found dead in a forest. Yes. Yeah, I can't remember his name, but let's just say he was. Anyway, name Derek was Raymond Heath. had that was Derek Raymond's real name. Oh really? The crust on his uppers was his first book, right? Which is about, which is very autobiographical, really, because it's about a sort of posh uh, upper upper crust sort of guy. Um, slumming it in the underworld of 60s gangsterism, London. That's why it's called The Crust, as in the upper crust, yeah. on its uppers. So it's oh, on its but uppers. In one means... of his books, someone is sticking razor blades in there. Oh. I was Duara Suarez. Duara Suarez. Yeah. Yeah, the killer. He's a serial killer. He's a killer and he's also a self flagellist or whatever. And he's built this cycle contraption which punishes his, his pee pee. It's not your Punishes his, his pee pee. Why? Well, he's mentally un- unwell. And he hates his winky. He hates his winky. You know, I just looked at the recording uh, device we have, and for once, I thought, I wish I hadn't, I wish I'd forgot to press record. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, in this instance, I'd forgotten to, hello, welcome to Cheap Show. Yeah. We have a show for you today. Why? We? We're going to go back to the froth shop, because someone was meant to do League of Snacks, and someone <laughs> had a week to plan it, and someone do you know what happened couldn't today? be arsed. Do you know, on that call, do you know what happened today? You're unreliable, I went, I, I, like with the sheet I'm when it came to... I'm budgeting myself, and I bought my lunch band me, and I was in a shop, and do you know what they had in those? What? Which we haven't done, which needs to be done. Go on. Brannigans. Oh, we haven't done Brannigans. Yeah, but I didn't have enough money to buy another pack, and I ate a pack. Sorry. But I'll get them. I've got a source for Brannigans now. Your promises mean nothing to me. Just so you know, your promises mean absolutely nothing. What promise? What have I promised and not delivered? Oh, I promise I'll bring the sheet to the show in Oh, my God, Paul. One thing. Several years ago. I have And you will not drop it. And you punished me. You docked my pay without telling me. (laughs) Yeah, I did. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm expecting 150 to come into my account. Only 100. I'm like, what the fuck is this? He's like, you fucking sheet. <laughs> you forgot Mate, the sheet. you have no idea how much cunt. that wrangles me. And it's it's just another situation today where it's like you have one, you had one segment. One segment to do for this show. Out of the many I end up doing. I will source the League of... Snacks and crisps. Oh, you know if it's noodles or it's fucking sauces. Oh, you can't. You can't help enough. You fucking can't well, there help you enough. Go, yeah. Well, they are the two fucking. But they're not specifically a cheap show fucking problem, are they? They fucking are. But only by what, default. What you... Sorry. Hang on. At one fucking minute 
now, Paul. Did you just say... Just... Just... Correct me if I misheard this or something, yeah? If I, yeah? Tiring, if I've, if angry I've got like man. a build up of wax in my ears or something, if, I, if I've missed. You're like the mini bagel man of fucking podcasts. Correct me. Shut up. Don't, <laughs> don't call me the mini bagel man. Wouldn't, don't want me, do you? Too short, aren't I'm just, I? I'm just going to let him see go. see you looking down at me. You see that? Oh, Sell me a bagel. Anyway. Oh, fuck a bagel. <laughs> anyway, like, uh, <laughs> better than you. Who are you talking to? <laughs> I don't know. Furry bagel hole. Um, that's just came into my head. Now, one minute, Paul. Did I hear you just say that sauce, yeah, yeah. sauce, yeah, and noodles are not specific to Cheap Show, as if they aren't the two central legs, <laughs> the, the 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 elephant legs on which this podcast is the foundation, no. the firm no. foundation. No. The fucking, the base from which all cheap show hilarity springs. Right, so I'm just going to put it this way to you. Noodles, I'm going to give you a pass. Because cheap noodles, you know, apart, listen, can, Paul, can, can, can I just work. Say, say something now? I don't need a pass, yeah? I don't need a pass. I walk around, Eli, cheap show, I'm just... oh, I'm going over here. I'll flop some noodles out. Oh, I'm going over there. Oh, what's that? Source report? Yes, the people have spoken. I will deliver source report. I'm just going to say this <laughs> and then we're going to move on. You work for me. Oh, fuck <laughs> So just bear that in mind. So what we got coming up in the pool? We're going to do a little, pool. we got another Tales from the Shop Floor, which um, hopefully won't be as intense and as grim as last time. Just, let's just say, does yeah. it have wound fucking? No. Okay, good. There are then no necrotic be... elements to this That's good. section. A necrotic injury, as I found out after researching it's it. rotten. It's like when the, the skin just goes dead. Yeah. And then we're going to do uh, Froth Shop, because again, we were going to do something else. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, so luckily yeah, yeah. we had yeah, some we stuff covered said. That. Yeah. And we then, that. oh, boy, howdy, have I got a platter selection for you it's coming up. It's time for the platters. When people say, Paul, you're obsessed with like entertainment from the 1980s, and I say, no, people will point out episodes like this to me and go, yeah, but you are, though. And then I say, yeah, you're right. You are. I am. Yeah. I've got a fascination with it. So this platter marries cheesy 80s like entertainment and rare records, and yes. I can't be more excited. And we've got a single, which was um, not in the right sleeve. It was given to us uh, by a fan. Yeah. And weirdly. Yeah, a weird cheapskate. Not a weird cheapskate. Is weird, though, it was it? weird that he gave us a, sing- a single looking at the cover, thinking that was going to be good. And it would have been. However, the insides, which we won't reveal now, end up having a weird parallel to the main th- event that I've brought along. It's strange. Now, could I just ask, before we get on with proceedings, Paul, could I ask, what has it been any update on the weird guy saying about the Louisiana gold? No, nothing. After that email, that's it. The, the Do you think it dead. might have been a bot? Like no. A weird bot. Like a weird algorithm. Well, no, why hot sauce yeah, algorithm working for the Tabasco company? But then you're suggesting that like an AI listens to our podcast, picks out that thing, then creates an email and sends it to a. You don't, know what, you don't know what's going on these days. I'm what's... pretty sure there's not a robot designed to listen out for hot sauce news Mate, and email I was online the other day. Oh yeah. And uh, did you chunder? Did you do a little cock chunder? Little cock chunder. Cock chunder. To something moodly. I'm, 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 I've been noodling and I've got cock chunder all over my hairy you know belly. What? When I'm my cock chunders, I bring the fucking thunders. That's there you a go. rhyme. There you go, Tony. Make a t-shirt out of that fucking bon mot. Can yeah. I just do Tales from the Dance for oh, Shop? Can I read this one, please? Do you want to? Yeah. Oh, oh, mm, oh. Now, 
can I just say before I read this, before I give it to you to read? Yes. We take it as face value that when people get in touch, they're telling the truth, right? There's no way of knowing. There's no way of knowing. So we we don't know if these increasingly distressing stories that we get sent to this podcast are real, but we're going to take the word for it. And by by that, I'm I'm leaving it open to interpretation to this story. Okay. All right? Hi. Are you ready, Paul? Yeah. Ready for story time? And let's begin. Hi, Paul. Hi. And Eli. Hello. No, don't... I'm Eli. Yeah, but you were busy, so I, I stepped do in. in. Do it in my voice, All okay? Right. Hi, Paul. Hi. And Eli. Ruff, ruff, ruff. No, anyway, I'll just continue. Just another quick story from my time working in a jewellery store. One of the weekends when I was working, the shop was having a lot of renovations because the building was quite old and pretty much falling to bits. Mm-hmm. There was a team of builders that were stripping all the furnishings and taking everything apart. But they started upstairs where the offices are so that the shop could stay open a while longer before having to close for the refurb. Fair enough. There was also an extremely creepy-looking electrician who was very reserved and didn't talk much. Anyway, whilst taking up the floors in the toilets, they discovered all the floorboards. All the floorboards? (laughs) What are they? Are they like creatures that live in the floor? Fuck yourself. No. Oh, the floorbirds. Actually, that sounds like a, a, a 60s folk band kind of thing. Now, ladies and gentlemen, singing Harvest for the World, the floorbirds. Not Harvest for the World. That's an Isley Brothers song. Mate, I'm not looking Did you for... say the 60s? Yeah. Well, the Isley Brothers oh, wrote oh, Harvest for the World off. in the mid-70s. So don't... You know what I mean? Don't. Let's just... Should we get it out of the way? Strewn Onions. That's the imaginary folk band from the 60s on this podcast. We are Strewn Onions. And this is floorbirds. Floorbirds singing. Oh, the willow, it leans into the lake And the witch from underwater, she's got the eyes of a snake We are strewn onions! I'm dying episode by episode Oh, the willow, oh, the willow, oh, the willow lady Read the email, please, Mr Silverman So, floorboards Anyway, whilst taking up the floors in the toilet Uh Uh-huh Hmm. <laughs> What's wrong with that? I'm just saying. Okay. You know. Yeah. I mean, For, the toilet. Foreshadowing. We're, we're yeah. foreshadowing. So far, creepy electrician, floorboards, toilets. You got any predictions? What happens? I mean, I, I read it, so I know. What do you think? The electrician collects poo poos. Well, let's say. <laughs> okay. Let's see what happens. The floors in the toilets. They discovered all the floorboards. <laughs> <laughs> you got to say floorboards! Ha 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 ha! Stupid word. Flublutes. <laughs> Flublutes. Stupid word, isn't it? Flublut. No, it's not. It's actually a really simple word. Floorboards. But why does he need to say the word floor? I'm just going to have a little style tip here. Because he there's says, a difference between floor says, and floorboards, isn't there? Yes, but it's contextual, isn't it, Paul? So anyway, whilst taking up the floors in the toilets, they discovered all the boards were starting to... You know what I mean Okay, I, I would have gotten that. Yeah, yes. but he was being well, a bit it. more... He's over-descriptive. Tip. He's being way over-descriptive. Doesn't mean you still get... Also, a... I just noticed while we're on it, oh, I mate. noticed before, he says, very reserved and didn't talk much. Bit of a tautology. Do you know what I mean? Reserved, you... If someone's reserved, you assume they don't talk very much. Just a bit of a tautology there, Paul. That's all I'm oh, saying. You okay. pedantic little fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, I can't say floorboards, so now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to correct the writer. I'm just being aggressive because I've fucked up saying floorboards twice. <laughs> no, but I'll say it. Floorboards, floorboards, floorboards. That's really weird when you start saying it so much. Floorboards. I think Eli's broke. 
Floorboards. <laughs> Floorboard. The floorboards. 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 <laughs> it's a great word, that. It's not anymore. <laughs> it's, it's become nightmarish. It's going to be on my bedtime word. Floorboards. <laughs> right. right. Go okay. on. They were starting to break apart and separate and separate forming large gaps. Take a breath and go. The floorboards were starting to break apart and separate, forming large gaps in between. Right. This made going to the toilet very uncomfortable because, in theory, people could look up and see you on the pot. Mate, that's like your flat. They, we've had the people downstairs, Paul. Remove their floors. Yeah, and I could... Uh... See through the floorboards down into the room below. <laughs> yes. And they could see up. They could be looking right at your gooch. They could. Yeah. That's why I've put a little sign on it. Mate, because you walk around in your boxies sometimes. Mate, so... they look up there and then I get... I think... Oh, some builder could be looking up here. Looking at my And then gooch. they come up here, and they're like, oh, talking to my flatmate. And I'm like, yeah. fucking, I'll get what? you. So, obviously, Eli is possessive and has jealousy issues when it comes to his flatmate. And he doesn't like big, burly man who stare up at his gooch from the floor below. Fucking stare at, at my gooch. Flatmate. Stare at my gooch. People pay money for that. No, they don't. People no don't one does. pay money for that. If you want to pay to see Eli's gooch, there is now a new tier on Patreon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can right. fake it we just get two slats of wood put a little gap in you stand over it I take a picture I will do that I am getting turned on by this thought okay. oh I've ruined cheap show oh uh, okay very uncomfortable because in theory people could see you on the pot through the floor yeah luckily the toilets were above the storeroom which was off limits whilst the roof was happening great no problem great. no fucking problem is it so you can see down but hopefully they can't see up. Yes. One day, however, Mm-mm. I was sat having a huge shit, and I saw movement from the darkness below. <laughs> Is that the... a euphemism about his shit? <laughs> I saw movement in the dark no, below. No, I think he's talking about below the, the My floor. My movement. My movement shut came up. from the below. Please shut up. Crept from the depths of Beelzebub, climbing up inside, outside, within the demon's temple. Ah, I saw the darkness, and the darkness saw me, and both that's, of us went blind. That's a lift from Nietzsche. When we you both stare into the void, be careful the, the void doesn't yeah, stare I back know. into Don't you. Don't fucking ruin my moment. I let you ramble on with what your moment? fucking that was a, rough, rough, rough. I was doing a. I dog. have not done a rough, rough. That's a distinct character who makes that noise. And it's a little like the McDonald's. Mm, I'm loving it, you know, like that or Maybelline. I specifically. Maybe she's born with it. It's like a little audio cue. Ooh, this is not. Yes, it's. A, an audio format, what they called stabs. What they called little stabs, yeah? Roth, roth, we know who's coming. Everyone's ready to get their frottage on. I should when, just let him read the story. When Brandoff comes. I shouldn't get involved. Get your little clits at the ready for the tapathon. Fuck it, Al. Read the story. Clit tapathon. <laughs> Mate, Paul. How disappointed was your dad when he heard this podcast? Out of interest. I think he was pretty. <laughs> <laughs> he did a PhD in English literature. Yeah. So, yeah. He's going to hear this and go, Flobiot. Flibiot. Flibiot. Right. Yeah. Right. So, okay. movement so, down below in the darkness. Yes. Through the floorboard gaps. Then, through one of the gaps appeared a wooden spoon. <laughs> what? Which rose slowly up. Until it was right between my legs, <laughs> which is when I saw the smiley face that was drawn on it. <laughs> the spoon then quickly disappeared, and I heard somebody leave through the storeroom door. I was absolutely mortified, and I waited a while until I eventually finished up. But even then, I was paranoid and kept thinking I could hear noises below. 
My face was bright red, like a cherry tomato, when I went and reported it to my boss. We checked the CCTV and discovered that it was the electrician <laughs> who'd sneaked into the storeroom right. and purposefully kept the lights off to watch people on the toilet in secret. According to the timestamp on the recording, he'd been in there for an, over an hour watching different members of staff, but apparently I was the only one to get the spoon experience. <laughs> My boss fired the electrician straight away and reported him. I didn't wow. return to work for a while after that. I hope that was an interesting tale for you. Absolutely love the podcast. Thank you. And look forward to it every week. Cheers, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. That um, was a, I like that. What a terrifying puppet show. I know. The, the creepy spoon man, electrician spoon man. What was his thought process? He just liked creeping people out, I guess. Yeah, but you give yourself away. That's You know when like they say in the last podcast on the left, it's like, serial killers have allowances where they'll do little things that they can get away with to justify that impulse and then it leads to murder at some point. Yes. You know, stopped with the kidnapping, they're amused to maybe a bit of abuse and then they do the murder. Well, because they get... Um, so what was his thing? It's like a drug, isn't it? You get uh, used to, you tolerate and then you need bigger and bigger doses. So to when get the same uh, high. So when he's staring up and he can hear the splosh and splash of whatever's going on in the room above, right? He's getting and he a sexual vibe from it. Maybe. When do you go, right, I'm going to draw a face on a spoon and pop it up between the slats? When, when he's that... obviously pre-planned that. Oh, I'm the spoon man. Hello. Did I, maybe he had a voice Maybe for if he had a voice. No, what, no, why does he have to sound like that? That's like a Star Wars thing. I don't care. What is that from? Where did you start first start doing that voice? It's, it's probably, actually, you know what it sounds like? What? Animal from Muppet Babies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it does, yeah. Yeah. But can't the spoon... Can't the spoon... Who did the voice for that? Um... Oh, I've just forgotten as well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he also did the voice of Gizmo. And he was a judge on America's Got Talent. Uh. Mendel. Ah, fucking hell. Oh, don't. Don't say hello, Google. I can't. I've turned it off. Turned it off? I've turned it off. <laughs> Howie Mandel. Howie Mandel, I've heard that name. Yeah, yes. he did so the voice he's of a great Gizmo. voice uh, bye actor. Bye, Billy. Um, so, that was a good story, that. Spoon Man. But, yeah, for some reason, he decided I'm going to go one step further and turn this into the worst Punch and Judy show well, in the world. Um, he probably didn't think there was CCTV in that particular storeroom, either. True, didn't but he? again... Didn't, I don't think he sort of thought... He, but again... I think, I think he thought you he'd get hand. away with it. Well, you show your hand, though. He was getting away with it, to some extent. And then he goes... With the spoon was a step too far, as you Do you think saying? the spoon was like a request, like, put a bit of... Poo-poo on, on the, the spoon. spoon and, and then I take it back down. And, and then you hear nuzzle. Uh, oh, Paul. Why? Thank you. Paul, this podcast is meant to be about... It's a comedy podcast about cheap stuff. It was, stuff. yeah. But why every week we seem to have something about eating shit? Right, well then, <laughs> here we do. For now... Yeah? We'll do no more for the next 10 episodes. We can't mention eating poo. We can't again. talk about poo. We can't talk about eating poo. We can't talk oh. about playing with poo. Oh. Having a poo. Oh. Being pooed on. Oh. Throwing poo. Oh. Catching poo. Yeah. Smelling poo. Oh. Hearing someone poo. Oh. We can't talk oh. about wearing poo. Oh. We can't talk about oh. using poo to draw words. Oh. We can't talk about freezing a poo and then bumming yourself with your right, own poo. Okay, well, there we go. There we go. Let's <laughs> no, no, you need to calm down before we carry on this podcast. Oh. No. 
I'm changing the story of the froth shop. Oh yes, that's what you said because we you blew we, up. We the, blew the up the whole froth shop. And Mr. Gannon and the urchin were blown up. Yeah. So now here's here's what I suggest. Okay. The froth I'm shop now lives. The froth shop now exists in the future, right? In the far future, right at the edge of time, right? Okay. The, what, the, like the restaurant at the end of the universe. Yes. It's just like that. Now you've put me off. <laughs> um, How have I put you off? I don't know. That question and then you taking your inhaler. It was just weird. Come so on. It now exists in the far future. Yeah. And as a result, they have every candy ever made there. Ah. And what's going to happen is it's you... It's like a library of every sweet ever ever yeah. conceived of. And what's going to happen is every week or when we go to the far future, I'm going to send you into the future, right? And then you will speak to the uh, mother brain control system that okay. looks after the froth shop okay. and the, I'm not going to say mother brain because that's, uh, that, that's something Metroid, else isn't you it? Yeah, yep. yeah. so I'm going to call it brain mother granny thought over over mum no granny thought I'm going to send you into the future to see granny thought could she be called granny thought 3000 yes okay <laughs> granny yeah. thought 3000 <laughs> oh that's hard now because Gra- granny, granny thought 3000 granny 2000 granny thought 3000 Anyway, you're going to go into the future, and you will interface with the granny Where do I find this time machine? Well... Am I an urchin? Perhaps. And I find the time machine. Oh, walking down the streets of Landrow. Oh, I got matches. What me selling? Matches. Hello, ma'am. You want some matches? Two fucking minutes in, and he had to drop a character. You want some matches? No! Right. Uh, Hello. All your characters are hateful. Do you know that as well? Hello, sir. All your characters you, have, 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 have... I've a, got a paper here. Do you want a... Slither of hate Do you want a them? paper, mister? No. Wanker. <laughs> no. Right. What's this? Oh, mate. Oh, oh, look at that. Lub-a-dub. Look at that. It's a little... It's a little box, but it looks very ornate. And it's... Oh, it looks very ornate. Oh, I might get a few bobber for this. Old, uh, down the old uh, fencing shop. Oh, I'll just see if this I This can... is increasingly becoming Eli Silverman's fucking audition tape, isn't it? All right. Oh, I'm the little urchin boy. and I'm gonna... oh, But I'm totally different from the one who got blown up. That was my mate. Tom, Tom, Tom. <laughs> Tom, right. So not only is the character long since dead, but only then do you decide to name him in in, in passing. <laughs> he was Tom, Tom. It was unknown to me as Tom, Tom. But right. I... Oh, anyway. Hello. I'm little Billy. Hello, Billy. Who are you? I am Paul Gannon. I'm not doing a character. Right. And listen, I need you to do me a favour, little Billy. Oh. I'm too I old I only to... do favours for money. That little... No, we're not fucking doing that kind of material either. <laughs> we're keeping it what clean. What do you mean? I, I'm, I'm a little urchin. I've got to fucking keep my keep. I've got to make my keep. I've got to make my nut. I've got You're going to make... make your nut? I've got to make my nut. Every month I've got to make the nut. Oh, washerwoman, Henry. <laughs> You're washerwoman called Henry? Hey, she's the landlady. Yeah. Where I live. I sometimes think you've got problems. All this. I've got problems. I'm little Billy. I'm on the streets. I'm Billy, only eight. Billy, I need you to go into the future because I'm oh, too old to. Oh, it's in this to. box that I've this set box up. That the you box, found. yes. Yes. So, so I'm moving it forward, This the narrative that you've you've written. I'm enacting your dreams. This is not anywhere near my Ooh, dreams. Oh, I'm a little fucking scrub of me. I'm a little, uh, little urchin. Ooh. But what is in the box then, Mr. Gannon? Well, it's a time machine, and I'm going to send you into the future to go to the froth shop where you'll meet Granny Thought 3000, oh. and you'll report on the candy. Does she need matches? No, she won't, because she's a computer from the future. Does she need I papers? I don't think she needs fake papers or... Papers or matches? No, no papers. She doesn't need the news. She doesn't need matches. Does she matches. know all the news from history? She just she's needs at the end of time. a human being to taste her frothy goodness. Well, 
Scrub and duck, fucker. I'm up for that. Right. Hold down that red button. This one? Yeah. All right. And then I'm holding count it. to three and you're going to the future. I'm holding it. Should I press the button as well? Yeah. Oh, God, that gun <laughs> every single week. <laughs> that's good. No, hold that's the button. Good. Just right, hold I'm the button I'm holding down. the button. Ooh, Hello, oh, little God. boy. I am Granny Thought 3000. Hello, I've, uh, I've uh, come from, uh, I don't know, You've somewhere. come from the year 2019. Well, I've, no, I, I, yeah. Oh, mate, this is already complicated. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't. Just well, you're going to do a time travel fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, from one point. I never really thought that in the Froth Shop's original form, it was a time into the past. I just, it's just it a nice was, little sweet it? shop. And you have. All right, come on. Let's just get it. Let's get this out of the way so we can eat some sweets. Yeah. Fucking hell. So, would you like to try some of the candy I have in store? I would love it. I'm absolutely Hank Marvin from uh, the uh, the Journey Through Time. It seems to have completely emptied all my stomach of all his stuff and the juices. Does this form frighten you, little boy? <laughs> God. <laughs> No, don't frighten me. No, I, I, I like this form. This is good. Um, How about I take the form of your friend in the past, Paul Gannon? Oh, oh, you know who I miss? What? Since he got blown up with uh, with my friend Tom Tom. Yes. Gannon, the froth shop owner. No, you know what? We're not. Just... Hello, I'm Paul. <laughs> this is Eli. Um, we're going to take some cheap candy. Yay! Come on, get we're, out. We're not doing the froth shop character. It's no point. There's no point, is there? Tingle, lingle, lingle. Six, seven minutes of this shit. <laughs> <I> <laughs> fucking hell. Terrible, man. So, I uh, digitised alive again. Got loads of goodie bags from loads of people. Uh, I lost track of who gave me what. So, long story short, I have three bags of candy that we're going to try today. Ooh, baby. Interesting. Oh, baby. Variety, but they could be extreme. Let's find out. what Are they extreme? What's the first one? Hand it over. Let's go with this one first, I've I think. got my eyes closed. Put it in my hands. And I'll put in the candy as well. (laughs) Blau, Haribo, spicy pick. I didn't know they did spicy. Spicy P, exclamation mark K. I did not know they did spicy. No. Do you know what, Paul? It looks like everyone in the world is jumping on the spicy bandwagon these days. I guess so. Now, it looks like it's French because uh, it It has... It says Nouveau on it. It's new. Uh, Yeah. So, we haven't yet tried. No. And maybe they're coming up. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. The bubblegum ones. Fizzy bubblegum. I gum. ate them. You ate them? All of them. What were they in like? One si- gorgeous. Really? One What's sitting. the flavour like? Bubblegum. But it has a fizzy sour kind of crystals all over it. Nice then. Yeah. That's why I ate the whole bag in one sitting. Yeah, and we were meant to put, do them on the show, yeah? Yeah, but guess well, what? Well, then we're one, one all, because I ate those Brannigans today and thought, this would be great, on, but they were great. Should we just do podcasts in our head from this point on? Let's just do podcasts in our heads. <laughs> Let's never release another episode again. Yeah, so this is Haribo Spicy P exclamation mark K. I wonder what that is refers to. Oh, mate, and these, like those ones that we had, the jelly beans. Remember the chilli jelly beans that we tasted last time on the Frog Shop? Yeah, and they had a scale. They had a different uh, levels of heat for each different flavour. These have different different shaped different levels of heat, which you've got a key on the back. So these ones are extra, extra hot, I guess. The ones that look like a little devil, is it? The devil and the trident. Yeah. Uh, these are in the middle. What is that? It's like a, a chili pepper and a other oh, chili pepper. Uh, and the cool ones is like a uh, lightning, lightning blue lightning bolt. So oh, this is I, I I like the fact that they're 
differentiating the heat. Shall we? Shall we? Uh, but shall we t- start with the ones that they say the least? Of course we should. Yes, we should. Now, we? interestingly, when we did that other one that had that scale, I didn't really notice much of a difference between. It wasn't it and that much one. of a difference, was it? No, it wasn't. Yeah. So, oh, by the way, I tasted some of that chili chocolate that came with oh, the dark. Oh, yeah. Meat. Just totally inedible. I, you know what I said? Yeah, that, didn't yeah. I? I said it ruins too the taste spicy. of both. Yeah, way too spicy. It makes the chocolate grotty and the chili seem cheap. He's having a huff. What do you think of that? Oh, it's very fruity. Very fruity. I'm not getting any spice. No, not really. at all. So let's start Actually, with what they say. I'm going I, to hand you. No, go on. Actually, what? I was going to say, I could taste a little bit of spice. There's, there's, a, a, bit, nose. there's a bit of one, yeah. So here's, I'm going to have a blue one. This little blue, blue lightning. One. I'm seeing, I can't find another blue one. Oh, shall I go with Arfie's with this? No, here I've got one. you got one, all right. Now, Haribo, one of the biggest uh, sweet manufacturers in the world, I would have thought. Kind of came out of nowhere. You know what I mean? It's like, all of a sudden, Haribo. Yes. But it was like, in my head, Haribo was always like the cheap knockoff, because you always used to go for Maynards or Starburst. I and think then- what it was, you know, we've discussed before that you don't, you do get it, but you don't as so much get these days the separated penny pick sweets. Pick and mix, yeah. Pick and mix. And they sort of fill the mark gap in the market because they do, they, they, are. But they specialize in jellies, basically, don't they? And they do it very well. And yes, and they've got a, very, a load of different types. I like those ones, which are the little berries with the hard little nubules yes. all around, you know, like I like, raspberry. I like of. Smurfs. Oh, and Smurfs, are they good? You used to do these things called, I think, wheels or bike wheels and they were just basically like roll-ups that you could stretch out oh Oh. nice yeah so let's start is that like a blue raspberry flavour mhm now it's not very hot at all quite nice though it's very nice no heat there at all really I think just taste the blue raspberry with a little bit of sour crystal on but fine maybe that's you know that's the intention is it just because of our hardened mouths pardon (laughs) is it because of our hardened mouths I think I'm getting a little bit would you like me to put something hard in your mouth <sighs> don't sigh when you've been doing oh so yeah, I swap a... it out oh and then get the thing yes, out yes I do with some elan and artistry you do it with a lamb yes that's why it smells so lamby in here <laughs> you've been having sex with your meals I've been uh, yeah sheesh oh, shut up <laughs> right <laughs> so this is a green pepper this is a green pepper which is meant to be halfway up I guess and I've got one here as well for me excellent uh, this is like a little jalapeno jalapeno same flavour. Almost. That's like pear flavoured or something, isn't it? Mm. No, I'm getting... There's definitely some chilli on that. It's not that strong, though. No. So far, if I hadn't been told, I wouldn't you would, know. You would. I wouldn't. I you don't think I would. would. I don't think I would. I don't think I would. Based on the two flavours so far, I wouldn't go, oh, they're not getting. You're getting a bit of... I've no. got a bit of heat in my mouth from that. A bit like the chilli millies. They reminded me a bit of the chilli millies. chilli millies that were hot, though. And they were also juicy. Okay. Well, Paul, all I can say is you're a hard man. No. Waiting. No, <laughs> you're not getting Here's that a trident. one. You want a trident? These are uh, going to be the top hot. I'll try the trident. But these are quite nice, aren't they? Yeah, they're tasty and the gummy's nice consistency. Give it a suck. Suck all the the stuff off it. See if you can get some heat coming out. And what about the candy? <laughs> so far, they're nice, just juicy. I'm actually they're a bit... spicy. I can't. There is a little bit of heat. You do feel it on your tongue. There's definitely some heat But there's one. no spike to it. You know what I mean? It's like it's like a warmth rather than a, than a, a yeah. spike. Yeah, but you wouldn't want to make them too spicy. I like that. I like I that. like those. That's, well, that's the other thing. Sometimes those chilli candies, you have one or two, you think, oh, cute. I'm not going to finish them, though. Cause but those, actually, you you might. One stoned evening, they'd be gone in a heartbeat. Yeah, it, absolutely. So, nice. Those are nice. Not particularly hot, 
but I guess they have to... It's not for the hotness market. Now, what's it's next not. in the froth shop? So, um, next in the froth shop... Tête's Brûlée's Bill. I think maybe all these came from France. Now, these are framboise, which is raspberry. Yeah. Um, fraise, which is strawberry. Yes. I think. Goots Hyperacids. Do you know what that means? No. Super sour. Well, we'll be the judge of that. Hyperacids. Super acid. sour. Yeah, as in acid. 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 <laughs> We've lost Eli. Like, right. good. So I think these are individually wrapped. They're called Tets Brulees. What do they think that means? Hot. What did you say? Tets Brulees. No, you said are they individually wrapped? <laughs> <laughs> they are individually wrapped. Right, as you can see. Oh, they're good. Do you want to? Should we try? Let's try one alternate each. ones. So you yeah. start with a framboise, which is blueberry. No, I believe it's raspberry. It's blue raspberry, isn't it? Right. And I'll have a phrase. Oh, the characters on them look very angry. They are hotheads. They are angry. Tets brulees or fireheads. Oh. They're small. I thought they'd be bigger. Are these going to be spicy as well? They just say hot. So I can imagine it's going to be sour. They, well, they say hyperacid. Acid. Yeesh. Yeesh. Right, so these are little boiled sweets. Yeah, fine. Here we go. Oh, wow. I tell you what, the fucking strawberry ones are very sour. This one isn't so sour. Am I dying? <laughs> it's like I can't taste you're spice. T- the sour isn't working. You're not and I have anything. no emotions anymore. <laughs> no. Let's try the strawberry. Well, it does die down. You've got the crunch on. What are they like? Just kind of ordinary. Nice. The flavour's actually really nice. I mean, the strawberry. Yeah, have a strawberry. Right. And I will try the blue raspberry. Maybe that was just a. Maybe that was a, a, a freak. Maybe that wasn't particularly covered very well. Mate, you just better hope you're not losing all sensation in your mouth. Why, have you got something planned? <laughs> I don't know what I want the answer to that to be. Here we go. Oh, that was much more sour than that one. Oh, yeah. Okay. You must have had a dud on that first yeah, go, because this is extremely sour. I'm trying to... Oh. Definitely a raspberry. Oh, oh baby. <laughs> it's sour. Very sour. If you like sours, they're good, aren't they? But it does calm down, and you've got the sweetness coming through. Well, I'm glad it calms down. Cause, mate, it's like there's a party in my mouth, and there's some kind of horrible person there at first who, like, bums everybody out. But then she gets, or he, gets, uh, or they. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm saying what the party in my mouth is like. like there's the, a party in my mouth, and I'm uninvited. There's a party in my mouth, and there's some people complaining about the noise at the beginning, but then they leave, and they don't call the police. <laughs> hey, all right, aren't they? Uh, tasty. Sweet. I like this blue raspberry flavour. Mm, it's better than the strawberry. Yeah. I just had a dud one. That literally had almost yeah, yeah. no covering yeah, yeah, yeah. on. There's a marked that. difference between yeah, the two. Yeah, yeah. Right. Last on the I froth like shop. Are you I ready? I don't go for boiled sweets much, though. I love him, though. Do That's you? my thing. I love boiled sweets. I love gummies. Not a big fan of chocolates. Not a big fan of lollipops, whatever reason, but good boiled okay, sweets. Okay, this is something that came up, Paul. Yeah. Would you call, like a magnum, a lolly? Because I think an ice lolly, ice oh, lolly, hmm. I think of as a sort of water based. Thing. Yes, because of the word Not, ice. Yes. An iced lolly. Yes. It's a lollipop. 
Yeah, but they these days all almost all of them got ice cream elements. I, I don't would they? say if it's an ice cream based lolly, s- lolly, it's not a lolly. It's an i. It's what is it's, it then? I, I don't know. Ice cream on a stick. Yeah, because think it's doesn't like have the lo- ring to lollipop, it. Lolly ice is a certain kind of glacial water, fruity kind of. Yeah, you want that refreshing wateriness, yeah. don't you? But I, I, I couldn't say a Magnum was a lollipop by that definition. It's not a lollipop, is or it? Or a lolly, an ice lolly. It's anyway, not a, it's not, it it's into something that. to consider. It's a chalk ice on a stick. It's a chalk ice on a stick. And you pay £2.50 for it, when actually, if you go to the back of the fridge, you can get eight for a pound, and they're just as nice. Really? Yeah, I went to Morrison's the other day and bought eight oh, chalk ices for a Magnum, pound. Magnum, Magnum uh, clones. Yeah. yeah, tastes fine. Almost, almost as good. Well, people are prepared to pay money for brands, aren't they? Yeah, they are. There's no real difference in but, the quality or the taste. No, honestly, I would say if you could get the off-brand because they're not too dissimilar. Yes, cheap prices but not cheap tasting. Okay, well, that's your little tip for the day from Gannon. Little uh, money-saving tip if you want to have uh, eight ice creams all in one go. What's the last item in the froth shop of the future? Well, the froth shop at the end yeah, of time. Oh, well, yeah, we're not doing that. Right, okay. go on. <laughs> Finny destroyer chewing gum, liquid lava filled. It's heat, and it's got a little ball with a mouth, and it's almost like he's bubbling from the heat, like a planet. It's yeah. like a planet with like a, a lot of volcanic activity action. on yeah. it. Um, sans gluten, which is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love this first album. Sans gluten. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. Shan Gluten, and I've got a brand new hippity hop sing song for you to sing say. It's right. going to be top these of the are all 90s. individually wrapped as well. And Great. I, I think these are probably spicy. It doesn't say. It, it just says liquid lava filled. So is that going bubble to be gum. like a... Is it going to be a sort of sour? Well, it's all I know is it's bubblegum. These, these, um, these Tet's brulees, they look, they've got flames coming off them, as if they're equating sourness with a sort of flame as but well. But they're not, they're not hot. No, because I remember my, in the when I was a kid, you used to get jawbreakers and they used to have hot flavour, and you put it in your mouth, and it was um, it was heat, but it tasted like soap. Almost. It was cinnamon heat, though, yeah. wasn't it? And it tasted a bit like soap. Cinnamon, not a chilli heat. I've got a feeling it's going to be like. Now, oh, what Jesus. do these look like? These look like those golf ball ones. They do, but but, brand. but all sort of red and lava coloured, fiery. Do people know what I mean? The golf ball. I um, the golf chewing balls. gums, minty chewing yeah. gums. So it's a knobbly ball. Did they basically. have a centre, or they hollow? They were hollow. It's got something in. You can feel the movement. You can feel the you can feel the tidal movement of the uh, now, lava. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put it in my mouth and suck it for a bit, and then bite into it and so release I just go the goodness. Straight for the bite. Well, I'm just wanting to see if the flavour of the oh, you put it right in. Well, there's no immediate flavour by just licking it. No, I'm going to go for the crunch. Go for it. I'll do it. Okay. Sour. It's a sour burst. Mmm. Quite nice. It goes quite quickly though. You get that big hit. Yeah. Mmm. I like that. Tasty. It's all right that actually. Yeah. Bit appley, yeah, very appley. Mmm, it's a sour apple flavour, isn't it? It is a sour apple. So none of them have been reported to this day. To this day, on, on... acid shock, it says acid. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I'm Shan Gluten, and I've got a new '90s dance track for you to sing along to. Let's do it. Yes, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Six party, six party, six party, six party. Yes, 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 yes. Little brown spoon with the face upon it. Yes, 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 yes. Toilet spoon man pumps his head up. Yes, 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 yes. Toilet spoon man, very bad man. There you go. Sample that. Now come and say yes, 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 yes. Toilet spoon man, put some poo on. No, I wish I wish I got involved in that. That's what he wanted. That's what the electrician wanted, isn't it? 
That's very nice. They were all nice. They were no hot. As I say, to this day, the hot, the most difficult thing I've ever had in my mouth on Cheap Show were the fucking um, Vimto ones from like way back in the day, like when Rob, it was Rob. They're the most episode. sour thing you ever put in your mouth. It was uncomfortable. No, there was these ones that Stuart Ashens had on Barshans. That we did at the end of the Gunk Box yeah, episode. those were the Dirty worst bucket. for me. Those were just completely... They, they were, were very intense. They but I would not still... yield. They did not yield to his sweetness. See, what these, both the Tets Brulees and also the uh, the Destroyer chewing gum liquid lava filled yeah. have that trick. They do that trick where it's very intense sourness, but then the... the it thins out. And the sweetness comes through. To rescue you. Which is nice. It's a it's nice. A, it's a mouth effect, isn't it? Well, otherwise, it's a nice it would just be unpleasant candy that no yeah. one would complete. Yeah, which be... is yeah, which is weird when they're just like it's really sour the whole way through. It's not as sweet anymore, is it? Yeah, but you think why? What's would the I fucking wanted... point? Yeah, if I'd won, you had a laugh, Mister Vimto. What? Yeah, are you going to sell more now, of those? Paul, bonus item. Bonus item. Oh, actually, I ate it. Sorry. Right, great. <laughs> you got the hopes up. <laughs> Let's just see. Let's have a little rummage. No, let's not go rummaging in the House of Pickles. We don't know what we'll find. Nothing. Nothing in there. Yeah, so what was it that you ate then? Just just, just so, you know. Oh, did know. we do these? Oh, yeah, we did them already. Sorry. What, the things that we ate that I Center thought... Shock, which were those little cola things. Yeah. Were similar to those things. Yeah, they were gummies, uh, chewies as well. <sighs> so thanks for uh, making this section a massive anti-climax. No, I'm sorry. Should we end on some Dutch dance? Yes. 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 Hello, yes. I am the spoon man, the pooey spoon man. Hello, hello, hello. Yes, I am the spoon man, the pooey spoon man. Yes, 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 yes. Wooden spoon, put the poo on. Oosh, oosh, oosh. <laughs> I'm trying. All right, stop it. Yes, you are very trying. Oh. Anyway, that was the froth shop with no more characters involved in the setup or closure of these segments. <laughs> All right? I'm just saying. From now on, okay. we're just eating candy. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. And Paul, we're always on the lookout on Cheap Show for unusual confectionery items for the froth shop. And at some point, you know what we're going to have to do? We're going to have to go back to Bobby's. We haven't tri- done a trip to Bobby's candies in a while. We've got to see what's out there. Bobby's do do peanuts. <laughs> Did you know what? that? Bobby's do peanuts. Yeah. Yeah. I had a pack the other day. Great. Reasonable. Right. Very nice. There's a great review. Reasonable. Right. Reasonable. And bye. Not forever, no. just now, just for this Just bye for this section. This so I'll see bye. you on the other side of the section. All yeah. right, bye. In the next segment. I'll see you in a bit. Bye. 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 Hello. Oh, hello. How was your segment break, Paul? Oh, wow. I got a cup of tea. Yeah. I had a cigarette. Yeah. I relaxed. Oh, my God. I was just here. I watched Love Island. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can't believe that they got together. One. Fucking that show. Did you have you seen it? Have you been no. subjected to it? It's like um I don't want to talk about Love Island. I'm not. I'm going to talk about reality shows in more general. Do you think they're on the way out? I mean, define that because it's like they had a hot moment when like everyone was doing them and now they're kind of fewer and further between. So but what's going to be the different the new format? I mean, is TV just going to completely sort of disappear? Well, look at it this way, right? So Reality TV came in at a point when, like, 24-hour TV was becoming more natural, so it kind of filled in the gap of programming. It, and yeah. also, they called it, in many it's circles... Cheap. It's cheap content. Yeah, it? but they also called it unscripted programming. It wasn't reality. It was unscripted. Yes. Basically, like Cheap Show. It's unscripted. Yes. And there's a bare framework, and yes. we try desperately to fill the void. And uh, we sort of manufacture conflict yeah. between us. Anyway, fast forward 10, 15 years from, like, the height of Big Brothers and all those kind of shows... And Survivor and all those big things. Yes. 
because of Netflix, more people are watching dramas again. So more people are watching Peaky Blinders, Game ah, of Thrones. This is what I mean. All it's these the, kind the of craze things. of uh, reality the is sort thing. of... Yeah, Stranger but, Things. All these shows, people are getting back into drama now because yeah. that's where the tide's going. Interesting. That was the question and you answered my question. Thank, Thank you. you. And I actually think it stems with shows like Twin Peaks and Lost, those kind of shows that drew they people the, in. They were forerunners of yeah. the, uh, the serials that we have these days. Yeah, because Lost had a lot of problems, but I still love it. But Lost really was like the last event TV because millions of people watched it and there was a whole mythology around it and it was bigger than the programme in terms of its legacy. Yeah. But it led to shows like fringe and then supernatural and then all the superhero shows and blah blah blah. it kind of opened up all the floodgates buffy is probably a big example of that as well Buffy probably a big reason why we're we're watching things like stranger things now yeah so there you go is that your question answered thank you right we're doing silverman's platters that i've had to come up with again i've got platters in the locker like well by the way Mm. i think we've mentioned this but i'm just gonna bring it up again when we do our moog sequel someone says it has to be electric moogaloo as the title yeah I don't disagree with that. We'll call it Electric Moogaloo. It's fine. We're gonna rock down to Electric Moogaloo. And then we get it squelchy. Bum, bum, bum. We're gonna go down to Electric Moogaloo. And it will be modular. Bum, bum, bum. I see the man and the lion. Wow. <laughs> That's a great tune. Anyway. Na, na. Paul, Who was that? So, Eddie Grant? Yes. What else did he do? Joanna. Uh, give me hope. Joanna, give no, me... I don't think he did. He that. did a cover of it. No, give me hope. He into did the walk on to Come. Electric Avenue. Yeah, and then me take it higher. And he also did um, Eddie Grant. What was his other big hit? I'm pretty sure it was Joanna. He was in the Foundations, wasn't he? Of what building? No, not the Foundations. The um, Equals. Equals. I always get those confused. Yeah, because you're racist. No, no. <laughs> they were both early he also multiracial pioneered... bands, yes. Yeah, so but... he had a platinum single with Electric Avenue, which is a great track. He also pioneered the genre ring bang. I have never heard that word before in my life. I'm going to find out what ring bang is. Ring band, ring bang, yeah. is variously a Caribbean fusion of music genres, a philosophy, and an aesthetic propounded by Eddie Grant in 1994. Okay. Stylistic origins, Calypso, Reggae, Tuck bands and Zook. Yeah, Zook is, yeah, yeah. Another sort of folk uh, music. And he says in an interview in 2000, he, defi- he defined it like this. Ring bang, ring bang, oh, fucking hard. Ring bang, it's like floorboards. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> ring bang is the thing that makes the soul quiet. That in a musical concept is rhythm. A child is given ring bang when a mother rocks it in her arms. Ring bang allows the slaves to communicate. Ring bang is the bridge that allows us to stop us being insular. It is the concept predicted on our being able to communicate with one another. Predicated. Predicated. Yeah. There you go. What else? What other songs did he do? I There's another a... big hit um, from ele- the Electric Avenue uh, era, the 80s. Um, Baby Come Back. That's the equals. Baby Come Back. Baby Come Back. I picked up that on 7-inch the other day. I thought, because I play the foundations um, when I'm DJing. Um, yeah. Uh, baby, now that I've found you... No, I can't let you... No, that's not Baby. That. That's their tune as well, but I play their other one. The Foundations, which is Build Me Up. Why do you build me up? Honey Bunch. Buttercup. Buttercup. Was that it? Baby, just to... Yeah. Why do you build, build me up? Build me up. Buttercup, baby, just that to let me down. That song was everywhere when that film came out. What film? Um, something About Mary. Yes, that so that's why it still goes there. down quite well uh, with the uh, millennials these days, Paul. Yeah. Uh, he returned to the air chart to 1980 with a song called Do You Feel My Love? The opening track of Can't Get Enough. 
Uh, I love you. Yes, I love you. I don't want. I don't want to dance. dance. That's it. Dance, dance with you, baby, baby, no more. I never do something to hurt you, though. Know. Oh no, the feeling is bad. The feeling is bad. I don't want to dance. Hey, yes, dance. yes, yes, yes. No, yes. Ruin it with bringing songs. <laughs> he did. To he them. did like dance remixes of his own tunes, didn't he? That was that big dance remix of uh, Electric Avenue. Oh, apparently. Yeah. He did the theme song for Romancing the Stone, but it was cut from the film at the last moment and it stalled outside the top 50 in the UK as a result. Romancing the Stone, because Billy Ocean... Well, that was for the sequel, though. That was uh, Jewel the Nile when he the did The Going, going Gets, Gets Tough. tough. We, I listened sequel. to that again last night doom, doom, on a whim. Doom, doom, Do you know doom, the opening? Do you know what's really hard to get through? What? The opening of The Going Gets Tough by Billy Ocean. When the going gets tough. It goes... Eh, eh, it's got all these fucking stupid go, effects. Go, in the 80s, go, go, yeah, go, go. yeah. Go, go, 80s go, midi go, go. sort of effects, doesn't it? Doom, yeah, doom, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I kind of like it. It's terrible. The opening is terrible. Really puts you off. Bit like your mouth. Anyway, Eddie Grant, a pioneer, uh, British black musician. Yeah, and we talked. I, I'm glad we like a little Grant. segue then. And also, oh, what's that? Did you hear that tune? That sort of that kind of weird reggae funk tune I've got that was him as well. No. Hmm. I'll bring. I'll put. I'll put it on the show. It's really good. Bank it for another episode of Platters. Yes. It'd be nice for that. Yeah. So anyway, so we've got Platters. I've got Platters, and they're a light entertainment starting point, right? Now I want to do one and get it out of the way, mainly because we've touched on this group before. They don't deserve too much fucking respect. I mean, not respect, but you know, they don't deserve too much time of our podcast to talk about them. They're a very bl- cheap show. They're very Paul's Naff obsession with the eighties. They're right at the centre of that. They are. They are the they are epitome of the naffness that you so crave. And that you you say it seems to have a love hate relationship with it the is. Naff, It's almost the abusive relationship. Yeah, it, it is. It's like it hurts me because it's so awful, but I go back to it. It's like when you like listen to all of Cannon and Ball stuff or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. I, I still will defend Cannon and Ball. I mean little and large. Little and large, yeah. that's abusive. Yeah, that's that's abusive relationship yeah. where I'm like, I can't stop it, but you fucking keep dragging me in. What I... were those? What was that comedy troupe uh, who were around? Grumbleweeds. The Grumbleweeds. The Grumbleweeds were talented, but they had very poor material. Yes. It's like they had an impressionist on it, and I forget the name. There's someone out there knows and did the singer shouting, whatever, I don't care. But he was a really good impressionist. It's just that his impressions basically seem to be Rolf Harris, Stuart Hall, and Jimmy Savile. Yeah, I'm so can't these do those days, he's been anymore. totally U-treed. So anyway, the first final, and this might be the cheapest I've ever bought for a, a, an album, is a 40p for Black that's, Lace Party Party. That's cheap, even as charity shop LPs go. Let me look at the, the, uh, the uh, quality of this. I mean, they look like a Poundland... Stu- uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? They look like Poundland Trevor Horn. This is... Pristine yeah, piece of vinyl. Yeah, never been played. Yeah, no one. It just, it's just terrible. Telstar. I put it on this morning. Telstar, a reference to the Joe Meek tune, oh, Telstar. I think so very did, cheap label. They were kind of compilations and things like that, yeah. like Time Life like in America. or like, yeah. yeah, that kind of cheap compilation uh, label. I bought the album. This Black album Lace. is called Party Party by but, Black Lace. Now, for people outside of the UK, Black Lace was a very, very cheesy pop group. That dealt in to say very very cheesy is a real understatement though they they epitomise like, the worst kind of club cheap club eighteen crass, club M- Mallorca terrible leery yeah I mean they served the purpose they in were that. awful they had the worst hair of all time yeah but that's why I said they look like kind of Poundland Trevor Horns look at them with their they've got like boxing trainers yeah oh god Adidas boxing trainers but they're not actually Adidas because they got four stripes. And like 
the hair is like his roots are coming through that kind of two tone oh, hair with the, blonde com- highlights. It's the eightieth thing. But what interested me, uh, Paul, about the cover, Telstar says as seen on TV. So where were they seen on TV? On top Ad- of the it just pops? means advert. It just means that advert for this album was on TV. That's so That's cheap, what they isn't mean. it? Terrible. But it, I guess though, if an album's party adver- party, no, no, no. this is called. If an if an album is advertised on TV, then there's a bit of respectability behind it because they've managed to secure the money to put it on the air. You know what I mean? To sell it. So that's what they're saying. It's like... It's all right. It's not a it's piece safe. of shit, this. It's yeah. not like Stars on yeah. 45. Yeah, yeah, it's safe. Even though it's basically Stars on 45. Yeah. And the cover depicts a party, because it's called Party Party, a this very LP. very 80s party. Um, and you've got the two members of the group. There was two of them, wasn't there? Yeah. And they're quite indistinguishable from each other, really, weren't they? Both blonde guys. and uh, Or bottle blonde With guys. With tight trousers on. Um, I do like his tops. silver vest, though. Um, and then behind... They're doing... They're doing a, the a conga, ca- the conga, aren't they? So it's that kind of party. Well, it's like it's like in the UK. There's a particular kind of party. It's always like someone's fortieth, and there's a DJ, and they play basically everything that Black Lace covered. So it was like Superman and do the conga and soup. And I said Superman. You know what I mean? What's the, the conga cheesy- song? Do do do, come on and do the conga. Do do do. do. But what's that? Put it in. Put it around. Out. What's that one? What? Sh- put it in. Put it out. And shake it all about. That's how you da, da, da. the the uh, the hokey cokey hokey cokey or hokey pokey in America, isn't it? Uh, is it? Yeah. Now the hokey cokey, they could be doing that as well. They could be they? doing that. That's a dance, but that's doing a big line. Yeah, isn't but it, usually well? not in it. That's the conga line, though. Ah, oh, you know, you're usually in a circle when you do the hokey cokey, aren't oh, really? you? Really? You jump and in you and put jump your out. Left in, foot you put your in, right in. Yeah. Hey, did you hear about what happened? The guy who wrote the hokey cokey. You left nut out. You know the guy who wrote the hokey cokey. Do you know what happened when he died? Yes. Do you know when he died? Yeah. It took him forever. Because when he tried to get into the coffin, they put his left leg in, and then they took his left leg out. <laughs> you know how it very goes. Very bad taste. Very bad The reason why I'm bringing this up, though, this but album... Can I just describe the cover? Yes. So they're doing a conga line, and then behind the members of the band... I you've thought got we'd like, spent two minutes on this. I guess I was wrong. You've got the like a hip young lady. Teenage lady, maybe. Then a young, younger Again, girl behind that. in a very 80s that. way. So you then know, you've got Granddad. Granddad behind her. Yeah. Then you've got the couple, mum and dad. Mr. And, and Mrs. The, Plain. Yeah, and at the back, the little kiddies. Yeah. Everyone can enjoy this album. So it's like a party for everyone, everyone isn't it? Everyone can enjoy so the songs. Was, was that their appeal? They had a cross-generational appeal? Well, this is what I want to get into. So I bought that because I saw it and I thought 40p and it's got Agadoo on, which is their big hit. It's which the is one just they... so awful. Such an awful song that makes and you just I've, die inside. We've played inside. it on the podcast before, but let's just put a little oh. bit of it in now. That's enough. The reason why I brought this along, though, is because um, Chai, Charlie, gave me a little care package at DigiLive, oh, and yeah. in it was um, a looking magazine. Why do you need care? Shut up. If you turn up to the live events, maybe you get free stuff, too. I did turn up to the fucking live event. Briefly, and then you fucked off at the interval. Because I had to work elsewhere after perhaps the greatest character ever, oh. ever performed... On a stage. I've been having talks with Biffo. We're killing off Fat Sal. What? Yeah. Why? I tried to got, break it to you. You guys just don't like the attention Fat Sal gets. Yeah, we don't. We don't like the attention you get from it. We've got someone else to play Fat Sal anyway. What? Who? I'm Who? not going to tell you in case you, you know, approach them and threaten them. 
I'm going to do you're my a bitter, own angry spin-off. Mouth. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Overweight Pig. Chunky Pig. Overweight Pig. Right, okay. Sounds exactly like Fat Sal. Yeah, who are you going to do it to? You're just going to do I'm the... going to fucking break into wherever you're doing your stupid show, and Fat Sal will be fucking we'll have anarchist security. Fat Sal. Oh, you'll have security, will you? Yeah, be, I'll be fucking... There's a picture I'll of Eli. Armed. Don't let him in. I'll be armed. You won't. I will kill your security. Where's this going? <laughs> I, I just want to talk about this fucking album. Move on. Are you really Are you really banning Fat Sal? No. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> okay. But, so, I got that album. Charlie gave me a looking magazine from 1984 because it's got Ghostbusters on. So I thought, cool. But inside that issue, there's an interview with Black Lace. And I'll read it out to you because I think it's really illuminating. Mm. Okay. Black Lace, title underneath it says, we like to laugh at ourselves. Here's the article. No one could accuse Black Lace of being a serious band, but they just don't care at all. Just so as long as everyone's having a good time. Alan Barton, who I presume is the main guy, told Lookins Phil Parson all about their knack for making catchy, fun records. Here's where it gets interesting. I mean, as much as talking about Black Lace is yeah. going to be interesting. A string of hits like Superman, Agadoo, and now Do the Conga have left the duo wide open to criticism. But Alan doesn't mind. It's funny when we read what people say and laugh. I like to think we laugh at ourselves because we're doing things that we really can't be taken seriously. I like the way it's done because everyone takes the mickey, but it's in a nice sort of way. We can't be taken seriously and we don't want to be. God, say not, that again in a different way. Fucking hell. Not that. Not serious. Just not serious. Not, not we don't, we no, don't take ourselves seriously. No, no, no we're not serious. It's a joke. Absolutely not serious. We're I a bet, joke band. I bet they get into the studio and they're like, right, fucking serious. Now make this a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> but then the next line, it says, not with the kind of thing we're doing now. As if this is a stage of their career. Yeah, and they want to... I yeah. mean, where are they now, I wonder? Well, life wasn't always one big party for Alan and his partner, Colin Routh. So that's the other guy who does the piano. Routh. Routh. Once we tried to be really arty, doing ballads, but no one was interested. So now they concentrate on giving everyone a good time. When we play live, we get up there, have a laugh, and a mess about, and everyone's joining in. Although Black Lace's success has been fairly recent, they have been together since 1979. So this was 84 when the magazine came out, so yeah. what, five years? Um, when, as a four-piece band, they represented Britain in the Eurovision Song Contest. I don't know what that band is, and I have to find that out. Out on a late night, way after midnight, armed with a bottle or two. What's the time of getting out of my mind? I gotta get to you. Mary Ann, I'm gonna do what I can, but I can't do more than try. Tearing my heart out, trying to make it up to you. Mary Ann, I'm gonna do what I can, and that's the truth, and that's the lie. As a four piece, but that's Agadu, but they just no, were they a four weren't. Piece. No, 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 they weren't. They were, I don't even know if they were called Black Lace. So, you're sure it wasn't Black Lace? I'm not so sure they weren't called they could Black have just Lace. just had two other members or two people they hired to dance yeah, around. Either yeah. way, they represented Eurovision in 79. Um, after that, they were popular in Eastern Europe, but never got anywhere in Britain. They called it a day in 1981 when they were stuck with £8,000 of debt. But Alan and Colin stuck together. We started again, we brought a little van. Played in pubs for £25 a night and slowly paid off that debt. Then we slowly built up the equipment and moved on to a bigger van, and it eventually paid off. 
The duo's hit singles all have interesting stories behind them, as Alan explained. Our manager heard Superman when he was in holiday in Tenerife. He couldn't get hold of a copy, so he bought a cheap cassette player and stuck it to a speaker in the disco. It was in a foreign language, and I didn't think much of it, but he was so determined we wouldn't miss out, like we did with the Birdie song. We actually had that song given to us before the tweets, but we messed about with it because we didn't want to release it. We put it out. And there's the... a version. They've done a version of the Birdie yeah. song on this album. So yeah, we put it out under the name of Busby with our own words to it, but it was the tweets who had the hit. Weird. So, he... so there's another. There's an. There's a black lace version of the Birdie song. Yeah. On. Well, I mean, that, single. that would be it. I It'd guess be that version. But yeah. Who knows what the but Busby they released version it under was. the Buzz yeah. Busbys. Yeah. So we recorded Superman on Monday and released it on the Friday. Quick so. turnaround. That hit Agadu, the big famous one, yes. also comes from abroad. One night when we were working, a guy asked if Agadu would be our next hit single. We'd never heard of it, but tried to track it down. Eventually we went to a place in Derby where they were dancing to it on the table, so we thought, this is it. Agadu was written in 1967 for a wow. holiday company and was a hit in Germany oh, four wow. years ago. <laughs> so their current hit also... It's just a pure, like, ephemeral... It- but they haven't written it's fucking like a flexi disc fucking tune, yeah. isn't it? It's like a. Well, it's like I went to Pontons. Used to have the Crocodile Pontons rock, and you could buy a vinyl single of this crap yeah, Pontons yeah, yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Must have been something like that. Yeah. Their current hit also has European connections. I was speaking to the guy who wrote our Eurovision song on the phone one Sunday and asked us and asked him to write us a song. He wrote it that afternoon, and we had it finished by Tuesday. Alan and Colin do write some of their songs, but they're stuck to the hit formula for the album Party Party. We've done covers of songs like Locomotion, The Bump and The Twist. All class stuff, laughed Alan. Yeah. Black Lakes are enjoying their success, even if it does mean playing live nearly every night of the week, but Alan realises the party could be soon over for them. After Superman, I thought, that was it. We could kiss it goodbye. And then after I could do was a hit, I thought, we'll never do that again. But here we are now, we'll do the conga. Yeah. If we're careful and selective, we had gone for quite some time. No. Although it could just easily stop tomorrow. You did. I think we're the type of act <laughs> that could disappear for a couple of years and then be back with another hit. You aren't. No. In the meantime, Black Lace are happy to keep us all laughing and doing the conga and having a good old knees up. And what does it matter if no one takes them seriously? <clears throat> and all people don't adore us like Duran Duran. We just have a good time. Colin summed it up nicely. He said, we're for anyone who likes to act like a bit of a wally. And it they doesn't... are, yeah. There was that, that's it. But that's what I mean. That's why they epitomise that naffness. That, that they weren't the only proponents of that kind of music. And that kind of movement then that was just sort of naff but didn't care, didn't want to be it was, taken it was seriously. cheap disco dance floor yeah. tracks. I mean, you look at that and you could, if you were a shit DJ at a 40th birthday party, 60th grand, yeah, this would be you a could gold put mine. this on yeah. and walk away and yeah, get yeah, drunk yeah, at the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe coming back in 25 so we minutes. So have a look at the track listing on this? Have a quick look. Because again, so, I was spending a lot more time than I expected on Black Lace. It's interesting to me. Yeah. I was I was fascinated when I was a child at the time when they were around because they were so shit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was so devoid of any merit musically. Anything. It just felt like the equivalent of like Christmas Cracker. It's it like had Christmas no, Cracker it's so of music. so ephemeral and just complete awful. So side one opens with Agadu. Of course. You start with your big hit. Then it's hands up. What's that? Give hands me your up, baby. baby. Hands up. Give me your love, baby, baby. baby your love. Give me, give yes, me that yes. one. Yes. Who sang that originally? I'm not was sure. That Boney Sheena M? Easton? Not no, Sheena. It wasn't, wasn't Sheena Easton. It was it someone like, like a Boney that. M kind of band, isn't it? It could have been. Again, we could just look on the internet, but we can't no, spend every not. five minutes. But I'm checking. just trying to look at the um, writing credits for that, and maybe that's a clue. No. Kluger and Vangler. Uh, then we have. Yeah. Obladi, Oblada. Beatles? The Beatles song. I bet that's the best cover of that song ever. 
Uh, Even better than The Offsprings, Get a Job. There's a lot of covers of Obla Dee, Obla Dar. What do you think of that song? It's not one of my favourite songs. It's not one of my favourites, to be honest. It's a bit annoying. The Birdie song. And shake your bum. That is extremely catchy in the most annoying basic way. But that's the point, isn't it? It's an earworm. It's a terrible earworm. It, you're pissed at midnight and someone puts that on and you go, thank God, we don't, thank God we don't live in a world where We've, that can happen. No, there's a big chunk of England that's still fucking loose. Really? Like, yeah, no, definitely. Definitely, mate. Then you have the locomotion. Everybody do it bad now. who did now. the original back in the 50s in America? Little, Kylie. Little Eva, was it? Kylie. Someone like that. It was Kylie Minogue. No, it wasn't Little Eva. Kylie Minogue wrote that song. No, she did not. Come on, baby. Do the look bozo. It was a, a hit in America back in the early 60s. And a very famous. Coffin and King. Coffin and King. Goffin very and King. famous songwriting duo. Very famous. Great. For a lot of that. Um, so then you have a medley. Yeah, a medley. There's of... two medleys, one on each side. Great. Of course, this whole house. This whole house. Dancing party. I don't know what that is. I don't know that one. And rock around the clock. Rock around the clock. Rock. Rock around the clock. We're going to rock, rock, rock to the morning light. We're going to rock, rock, rock. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> then wig, wham, bam. Now, now that's, that's a... Sweet? Yes, it's a... It's, it's a glam. It's a glam hit. It's a stomper. Yeah. And it's a weird stomper. fucking song about an, a young Indian girl having sex with a man it's, and teaching him her ways. Right, so it's completely like... It's completely what you expect sweet to write about. Just try a little wig, wham, wig, wham, bam. It's not um, yeah. not PC anymore. Not particularly. Then do the conga. Do, do, do. Come on and now, do the conga. Now, where do you think that originated? Do the conga. It sounds like it's another holiday camp kind of thing. It totally is. And again, it's a sort of uh, colonial subtext to it, isn't it? Because it's, cause it, no, it's, it's like, it's, it's, more... it's exoticism, isn't it? It's like the other. It's the conga. It... Do the, you know. Yeah. You know no, what I'm saying? Yeah, you're you know right. What I'm saying. But I don't think, honestly, people relate the two. I think they just see it as this kind of tribal fucking weird dance around the disco at the end of the night. It's usually that like one of the last songs you put on. Is it one of the ones where you're trying to get, get your end over, your end away? And if anyone ha- tries to have sex should, during Do the Conga... You don't try to have it during the Conga, but it means you get into contact because everyone has to join up, don't they? Well, do you the grab conga. someone by so the you hips, think, oh, don't you? Uh, oh, fucking hell, I can't wait for your my moment when they do the... Put the Conga on. I fucking go out there! Oh no, I fucking cream my own pants. I'll go to the loo and scrub it off. Paul, yeah? <laughs> Eli's just tried to fuck your nan. Oh. <laughs> oh, he's ruined the party. So, we move to side two of Party Party. Yeah. Uh, which has a tagline this album Six Great Party Icebreakers. They break the ice. So, they are Can just. Can I just say? They're shameless. They're not trying to be. There's no concept. It's a concept album, but a concept... It's an, <laughs> this is uh, the first time I've ever heard Party Party called a concept it is, album. that's the concept. I mean, yeah, Party icebreaker. You can only break the ice once. No, but then by the end of the tune, the ice is reformed, mate. And it's frozen to... over. Because <laughs> yeah. that's the thing with all these songs, and it's similar to novelty songs. They start out and you go, hey, and then about a minute in, you go, ah, I'm oh, going to sit down yeah, again. Fucking no. Nan yeah. stands up and goes, hey, and then but Nan that, sits down. But that has... I mean, that's pop music all over, and that... um. That trend has continued, hasn't it? And these days, 
if you see like dance DJs or whatever, they'll mm. play just literally like the first three bars of a well-known tune, and then it's into something else because it's like that's I, it. You've got the you had the hit. I tell you what, of fucking, recognition. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And the little sing along with the first, and then on, and, and it's gone. But you know that, ever, that fucking bugs me though because yeah. I was at a wedding party. And there was a DJ there playing, you know, all the stuff you'd expect for, an, you know, a wedding party. Yes. But what was really fucking annoying is you'd only play the first two minutes. If you play the first little bit and move on, fine. But don't play most of the track and then just move on. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's so kind of blue ballsy. Because like, if you listen to a yeah. song that has like any kind of escalation of yeah. theme like or sound. Like a good song. Yeah. yeah. That then, is, yeah. You know, it would be like cutting out right before the last verse of Living on a Prayer. So, uh, opening side two, Knock Three Times. That was a very big hit for a group called Dawn. Knock fit time on a winner if you want <laughs> me. Dawn. Knock I on the pipe. There was like, if the answer is me. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. me ripping off shooting stars completely. Yeah, stop. Then Superman, which they sort of co-opted with some kind of German holiday camp Which tune. is a kind of calm, response kind of Simon Says-y song. Is it? How does that go? It's like, comb your hair, and everyone does a comb in the hair. Okay, so everyone can take part. It's a party thing. Yeah. Then, hi-ho, silver lining. Monkeys. No. Oh, it's not. Jeff Beck. Jeff Beck. That's really good. The original's really good. But it has that sing-along. That's a real wedding tune, isn't hi-ho it? Hi-ho, silver is, yeah. And it's got a, like a... Really good guitar solo, his, yeah. his uh, original, which is a Mickey Mouse production okay. on uh, the Rack label. I guess I was getting it confused with Daydream Believer. They kind of have a similar kind of yeah. 60s good time I groove. Th- I, I really like Hi-Ho. As a song, I think I, I really like Hi-ho, it. Hi-Ho, Silver Lion, everywhere you go. Yeah, it's, got that, uh, it's got that sort of uh, almost um, small faces kind of. I thought it was small faces. Yeah. And, well, and the monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's classic. It's got that classic pop. 60s pop structure yeah. everywhere and nowhere baby, baby. yeah da, 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 it's da, da, that's where that, you're at uh, i'd say that of all the songs that's the, my favorite actual tune i bet you'd song. never want to hear that version of it though no i would not right move then on you have simon says oh there you go and it's weird chipruti because i've got that version that is by the chipruti but it's guy. spelled differently isn't the energizer it the rock and yeah. simon says save energy but it was written by a, a, it was performed that by guy, a, a white band, a, a bunch of hippie white band. Yeah, but it was written by this guy Chipruti. Hang on, let me just check one more thing because like, this is this came up before and we mentioned it. Was that did that guy write the song? He did, but it was performed by. It was one of those songs he probably just wrote it and then everyone bought it off him and then yeah, it, was, it was released by different groups in different. Pharaoh Monch, Pharaoh Monk. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> that, he's a rap artist. An art, okay. Oh, okay. Hang on, Chipruti Fruit Gum Company. Yes, they were the one who made it big with that song. They had the first hit, but it was written by that chap, Chipruti. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry, go on. Okay, and then we have the bump. What is the bump? <laughs> oh, that's the hustle. I don't know what the bump is. Who sang, who wrote it? Martin and Coulter. And Coulter, what the right wing journalist? No, Martin Stroke Coulter. What she, he? Martin Stroke and Coulter. <laughs> Shut up. Hang on. The bump. Oh, that's about pregnancy. I don't need that. Jesus Christ. Search hang terms on. Gannon. Hang on, hang on. Come By on. Kenny. Yeah. Let's have a little listen. It's shit. I kind of like this version, though. <laughs> That's well glam. 
So it's another glam one. Glammy, stompy one. Because the bump, you're getting confused because the bump is also a disco dance. Yeah, that's yeah, what I was yeah, thinking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then we have fiddling. Uh, <coughs> you tree! <laughs> I don't know what? what that is either. Fiddling. Fiddling. We'll move on. I'm not interested okay. in fiddling. Uh, let's twist again. Classic rock yeah. and roll song. One of the biggest hits of all, of all popular music. Is that Chubby Chucker? Fats Domino. Fats Domino. Is it? Chubby Chucker. It is Chubby Checker. Yeah, it's Chubby it's weird because I was thinking Fats Domino, but that's you well, know, he's a blues. It's thing. weird that Chubby Checker has based his name on Fats Domino, isn't it? I'm confused because Domino's a playing piece, and Fat means fat, and yeah. Chubby means fat. Yeah, and uh, Checker, and Checker is a, a checker like for no, like drafts. Yeah, isn't that weird? Come on, baby, <laughs> let's do that twist. So he, yeah, and he had several records based on the twist. It was. Back in their time... Well, we've played on the show before. We played when he did it with the Fat Boys, and he did the uh, yes, that 80s rap they version. They did that, of course. So that's, again, a classic record, Yeah, but their version. And then they finish... We close out the album uh, and finish Party Party right. with a medley of oh. Sailing... We are sailing. Rod Stewart made that famous, didn't he? This is the end of a party it's night. definitely the end, end. so it's a curated kind of party again isn't it? you can like, fuck off for 40 minutes yeah, and just, just go, play this flip it over love we're... flip it over darling yeah, have right. it the bar alright I want finishing, another glass of hop and finishing you'll never walk alone and so that's that album I never want to hear anything by them ever Mate, again I, thought I wonder be... what happened to them I bet they no, they're still going I think they just do like clubs and pontons and university it, gigs yeah. and stuff like that they're probably still in so that they're van. working yeah Fair play. Yeah, fair play. Like this, apparently, still Jive Bunny's still going. What's still going? Jive Bunny. Oh, my word. I believe, I, I, the rumour is like he still turns up at like, you know, 80s with retro a bit, With music a big fest. rabbit head. Yeah, and then he basically pretends to mix singles while he plays an MP3 file, probably, oh of his word. albums. I don't know. Isn't that a bit sad? It's like Jive Bunny is the shit naff version of Dead Mouse. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we spent um, 30 minutes talking about Black Lace, and now I don't know whether we should crack on with one album or do both. I reckon we should do one more. Yeah. And I reckon we should do Russ Abbott. Okay, let's talk about that. Eli, I'm going to talk about Russ Abbott. I know, because you love Russ Abbott. Russ Abbott, get his (laughs) fucking name right, you cretin. Russ. Russ. No, I said Russ now. (laughs) Okay, so YouTube channel, Weekend Lollygagging, gave me this. Because uh, he bought it in a charity shop. And we have covered Russ Abbott in the past on the show. Weekend Lollygagging. That's the name of this channel. Okay, and what can you see on that channel? Lollygagging at the weekend. What does that mean? I don't know. Okay. Good. Thanks for the record, though. He bought it because obviously we'd done the Russ Abbott. What was his a- atmosphere? Yeah, that was the song. What's the album called? Party? Pa- something shit. Party, party. It's called Party. Party, 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 party. Uh, similar album. Very similar album. Um, and definitely of that whole, that genre. What would we, should we call it? Naff Party. 80s Naff Party. Naff Pop. Naff Pop. 80s Naff Pop. Yeah, Very much naff both pop. in that. But the problem is, is that, uh, look, this is going to be contentious. I would say Russ Abbott completely fails in Naff Pop, apart from that one track. But even that's better, in your, yeah, that's better in your head song. than it is when you yeah. hear it again. Yeah. I would say Black Lace do Naff Pop better. Better. Yeah, okay. Regardless of quality, you could put that on uninterrupted at a party and play it, you would never fucking put Russ Abbott's party album on. Yeah. Track by track by track. Because it's got so many varying moods and the quality is so shit. Poor. It's some poor vocals. The producing, the production on it is very Casio keyboard yeah, kind of shit. So is it better? The production you'd say is better on Black Lace as well. So even though they are very much naff, naff party pop. Yeah. Um, Black Lace are... Actually better at it. 
yeah, better better produced uh, records. It's, yeah, I guess they know what who their audience <laughs> is. Whereas I think Rosabit wanted to be taken seriously to some extent. But they, it's funny because in that interview they were saying about how they don't want to be taken seriously. It's not serious. It's all a laugh. So yeah. they are just sort of just just over the line from comedy or novelty music. Do it's, you see it's, what I mean? It's that difference between like somebody makes a bad film on purpose and someone who makes a bad film but the intent is pure. Yeah. And that's usually what's more endearing. And yeah. I kind of feel like Black Lace. The intent is pure. The intent is pure because they know yeah. we fucking know what we're making. It's just, yeah. And we're going to rinse this for as much like as it. we can. And people like it, don't they? Yeah. Whereas Russ Abbott was like, I'll make an album. What do you want to do? I want to cover that and that and I want to do it. But make sure the production's really low and everything sounds like it's on a school keyboard. Uh, now, Paul, uh, before we go off on this, very also similar to uh, Ray Roy, Roy Ray, Roy J. <laughs> Spook, <laughs> that guy. Yes. Flash in the pan it's style. It's sort of easy listening meets uh, 80s pop synth. But self-indulgent. Sort of, yeah. Where, he, again, he thinks he's making something better than he yeah. is. I mean, he was just obviously had drug issues. I mean, Roy but again, Jay. the quality of that was also better than Russ Abbott's one as well. Yes. Anyway, fast forward to this album that we were given. And when I saw he got this months ago, I was jealous because I've not been able to find this in a while. But it's Russ Abbott's Madhouse album. A very nice copy. Gatefold Sleeve. Although it's only got one album, Thank fuck. Gatefold Sleeve, but not a double <laughs> album, yeah. It's just there for pictures and lyrics. And it's um, based on the TV show, Russ Abbott's Madhouse. Now, the story being that... Um, As we've said before... Uh, Freddie Starr... Originally had the Madhouse. And then was had some kind of divorce problem at the he time? Did, or? No, no, no. The, 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 again, I've said this story before, so don't like repeat myself. But basically, it was just meant to be... recap for It us. was meant to be Freddie Starr's Madhouse. It was his vehicle. During was... the first few episodes, it was apparent that this was a shit show. And the legend goes that he just went up to Russ Abbott, who was part of the cast originally, as one of the background players. Yeah. And went, it's your fucking show, mate. I'm off. And storms off. And it became Russ Abbott's show by so default. Someone, but someone must have had faith in, in Abbott. Yeah, because Abbott, again, again, we've mentioned this, came from musical background and then started, you know, performing as a drummer. He was a, he was drummer, a brilliant yeah. drummer. And then he, you know, did a few songs. And then someone said, maybe pepper your songs with a bit of comedy. And then for whatever reason, it led him into doing Being Mad a comic, Yeah. Yeah. So this, um, but his broadly Scottish character, Okai Jimmy or whatever. Okai, the new CU Jimmy. Yeah. He used to headbutt people a lot. Yeah, uh, that's kind of racist, isn't it? Oh, I'm not having this. Chat. You wouldn't do that now. Is all I'm saying. I would. I did it last week on the fucking podcast. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so you know what I mean. Okay. Um, these are all songs. It's an album of songs taken from the first one or two seasons of the of Rust the Madhouse. Madhouse. And Mad, it was a big hit, Madhouse. So yeah, Freddie well, Starr must have been like, oh, fucking hell. Well, no, here's what I think the problem is. Freddie Starr is, is one of these acts who they thought, if we give him the basic framework, he's so crazy and anarchic, it will go off the rails and it will be funny in an anarchic, oh, we can't control this way. Yes. So let's surround him with talented people who can roll with the punches. Who yeah. could be the straight yeah. men to him. However, in actual fact... It was just, just a formless, embarrassing shit. Yeah. shit. yeah, yeah. And that's what it was. Did you ever watch that first episode that's online on YouTube of him? No. I'll put a link to it on our website So he was in episode. the first episode and it was broadcast? Yeah, I don't know if it was broadcast. I honestly don't know. I, right. To, to my mind, I don't know all the details, but on YouTube, there's an episode of R- Freddie Starr's Madhouse and it's done like a fake vaudeville. So it's all done on stage yeah. and an audience and stuff like that. Um, everything about it is misguided, misjudged, ill-timed, unfunny, yeah, 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 desperate. Yeah, yeah. And there are... Other performers, you know, struggling. There's like material that goes nowhere and ends without any form yeah, of punchline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can tell there have been hard edits where they've just gone, this is dead, cut to the next yeah, thing, yeah, and it yeah, cuts yeah, to a yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. Terrible. So 
So this is though this is Russ Abbott's Madhouse. Yeah. And these are tunes, and they're all sort of parodies of certain things, aren't they? That were popular at the time. Now I'm just going to go ahead and say this right off the top. After listening to his album, the original Russ Abbott album, I came party in, time. Yeah, I came into this completely willing to shit on it, to go, oh, it's a product of its time. It's blah blah blah. Now that I've listened to it. Regardless of the quality of the actual material, it's actually fucking quite good. It's got it's well produced. He sings decently in it. It's all the parodies are done really well. It's just it's the, the pinch of salt is. Do you like the content of the song? Like oh, one's called Mother in Law. It's still got the eighties broad box. broad sort of humour. Let's make fun of gays and femininity. Let's make fun of mother in laws. Let's yeah. make fun of foreigners. Yeah, there's the character called um, Julio Double Glazias. Mm. Who you may? Who do you think that's a parody of? Yes, uh, we have a young audience, so let's tell them. Julio Iglesias, <laughs> who's a, who's a um, crooner from, but he's the dad of that guy who was big a few years back. Billy Iglesias. No, come on, Enrique Iglesias. Okay, I'll yeah. take your word for it. Um, yeah. So the joke with that character is that he doesn't quite know English yet, so his way of expressing love comes across as quite rude because he doesn't quite find yeah. the right turn of phrase, yeah. and it works, but. It's carry-on kind of humor. Yeah, stuff you wouldn't get away with because you just wouldn't get away with it. Because, like, one of them that I kind of liked oh, yeah. was uh, Burnley is Babylon, which is uh, a sort of reggae Rastafarian. Yeah. King Will from the Rastaplasts. Yeah. And he's from Burnley, and he's saying Burnley is Babylon. Mix a Burnley reggae with the local blue. You get the nasty dirt in the outside loop. We get so rastoplastic we don't know what to do. But we're doing it in Babylon. <laughs> Burnley is Babylon. So I'm living on the street like sitting on the curb. Knitting woolly hats and smoking the herb. Smoking safe in Babylon. <laughs> Burnley is Babylon. Burnley is Babylon. And they actually totally nixed the riff from uh, Dawn Penn's um, Feel Like Jumping. Yeah, and that's the thing, is it? Dawn Penn? It's not Dawn Penn. Marcia Griffiths. Yeah? Yeah, I believe so. All right, I'll let you stand by that. You know, but that was one of the biggest reggae hits of recent years. You know, Feel Like Jumping. Yeah, yeah. Feel like jumping. Yeah, right. I thought you were going to do more musical. Yes. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Don't, let's stop with the yes. But all the humour in it is kind of like slightly adult Beano humour. That's yeah. why all the kind of titles of the songs are very punny and the bands are very punny. Yeah. But, and as it stands, it's well produced. It's quite well produced. Yeah. And the, the gag isn't offensive inherently. No. Now, I haven't seen... The episode this comes from, I don't is know he if he's does black- blackface. That's what it? I don't yeah. know because in when he does the four bottoms, so you know the four tops cat parody. Does he blackface? They're for all that? blacked up oh, for that. That's terrible. And weirdly enough, they don't. There's a spoof song that they do where there's the four bottoms, but one of them's white, and the whole gag is, "Oh, I'm not black, but uh, I'm with the four. Uh. But this one is actually a better gag. The inherent gag is that like he can't go anywhere without the other three being with him. So like he goes on a date, and he they're all, and they're there. all there. They're in the back of the car when he's uh. trying to get his first kiss. It's. It, I mean, it's inappropriate and bad, but it's not. They're not. It's not racist it's in not that hateful. way. It's not hateful. It's and it's not sort of. Yeah. It's it's more like just ignorance, yeah. which I guess is pretty shit yeah. still. Yeah. But, but yes. again, like you said, it's that kind of humour from the other. And some of these are just clear clear parodies, like Upper Norwood Girls by the Bleach Boys. On and this. if you want to have a think of what that sounds like, 
just listened to California Girls. California Girls by the Beatles. It it's, it's, it's exactly. a parody. Yeah. And so on the on the credits, it says parody by, which yeah. is what I didn't know, but that must be what you how you get past the, the copyright issues. I mean, that's that. a good point. I actually don't know how that works. Yeah. You, I think you have to say it's a parody. Because the UK have different parody laws than the US. So there's more elastic stretching of the rules in America yeah. than there are in the UK. It's a funny I mean, one. It's weird because these days people get sued for millions for, you know, if they're... Using big... three bars of Let's Get It On or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So how would you get away with doing a parody of a well-known song these days? I mean... I don't, could you? First of I all... Don't know. Probably because you've got ITV and they've got their lawyers and they ran it through. They probably got some... This is LWT. London Weekend Television. Yes. Who produced it, the show, and the album, apparently. Yes, and that was back in the day where you used to have a different uh, TV company take over ITV on the weekend. With their own programming. London Weekend Television. I had Granada. And I had... Grampian. And I had Thames. Yeah. Thames TV during the week. I think we've talked about regional TV in the past, but that's all gone. That gives me a nostalgia stodge off. I love that, yeah. And the LWT, it all was like... So, yeah, what what other clip are you going to play Well, for the thing is, like, some songs stand up better than others. And I think the one that stands up the best on this is... Let me have a quick look. Honey, I'm Just After Your Cash by Constipated... The Constipated Seven, featuring Whispering Hubert. So should we have a little bit of that right Let's now? Let's have a little listen to that. Don't ask why I act so funny. All I'm after is your money. Honey, I'm just after your cash. I may seem a lizard longer, but the truth is I'm a scrounger. Honey, I'm just after your cash. I may seem frightfully upper class when I sing Vodio Doe. The truth is dead, so Smithfield led. My old mum's a scrubber from both. That's why I look such a Nancy. It's the look you Debs or fancy. Honey, I'm just after your cash. Now, the thing is, I quite like that kind of music in both its original form it's like and a when Noel people Coward spoof. parody, yeah, I think, is what you'd say. British. What kind of genre of music is that? Uh, it's chamber chamber songs, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's amusing songs. They're little. Um, I, I just love that aesthetic. It's um, like... The other example yeah. that, I, that really springs to mind is the penis song from "The Meaning of Life." By isn't oh. it great to have a penis? I can't remember the rest. I can't remember it. How weird that just disappeared out of my head. <laughs> penis. Yes. A trouser snake, a man's best friend, a It's all right, it's fine. Yeah. And also, have you ever That's heard... exactly the same, though, isn't yeah. it? It's a Noel Coward sort of style uh, comic song, I uh, guess. Yeah. Comedy vaudeville? No, not no, vaudeville. It's not vaudeville. I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, there's also another one by, you know, Jim Dale, who in the UK is known for carry-on films. In the US, no more as a singer and the reader of the Harry Potter books. Okay. But he did a song called... What do you called... mean on the audio? Yeah, he did audio books, okay. and he was he got awards for that Emmys and whatever for it, Grammys. I don't know how it works out, but anyway, oh. he's known more for those than the you than than the Carry On films. He did a song in the seventies because you got to remember he was releasing songs as an artist, a musical artist before he joined the Jim Carry Dale. On. Yeah, before yeah. he joined Carry On. Yeah, and he did a song called Mother, which is a song about him being you know mothered. And he's like thirty, smothered she by treat, his mum. She still powders his bottom and dresses up like a so baby. So it's like and, the uh, like sorry. Yeah, but, you know, set in the 30s. Yeah. And it's got the, Mother, yeah. I am not a little boy anymore. Yes. 
There must be a name for that style, that sort of upper-class uh, comic song, which yeah. we just don't know. But anyway, this is like that, isn't it? But here's the thing. That stands up because I think, you know, fundamentally the joke's funny. It's about a guy who wanting to marry just this woman because she's rich, and yeah. that's fine because it's part of the character. However, it's like when you read, like, <sighs> lyrics to the song Mother-in-Law, sung in a Teddy Boy Bebop-a-Luba kind of style, and there's a lyric here which you just think, just... just just cut the lyric. Yeah, you just. I What's mean, but it, give it. Give but it. back in the day, it didn't matter. But now it's like, oh, fucking hell. Um, she was fixing her makeup the first time we met. She was giving the concrete a stare. She called me a fairy. I'll never forget. Well, I probably am next to her. So, hmm. you know, yeah, great stuff. It's, it's when we uh, homosexuality was completely associated with weakness and uh, effeminacy. Yeah, and like yeah. being the opposite of manly. Yeah. But also they're referring, referring to the mother as being quite manly as a result. Yeah. A bricky type, a yeah. big shithouse. They, and it pops up every now and then in these in these songs where you go, oh, that's fun, that's fun. Oh, that's distasteful, you ruined it. Yeah. Well, you know. it was a different time, Paul. And there's a song on here which is done in the style of Val Dunican and it's uh, Reasons for Leaving. And the basic gist of the song is this kid singing about his dad and the the chorus goes reasons uh, for living you mean reasons for leaving sorry okay and then the dad said he said it's time you knew with the bills and the mortgages it's hard to make do it's not the reason it's not the reason it's not the reason i'm leaving you it's got a sad twist to it yeah look son we're through we're right out of food and i'm unemployed too but that's not the reason that's not the reason that's not the reason i'm leaving you why is the what is the reason well it's because the son the guy who's singing is a cunt an absolute shit. It's like he says, um, "You did this, you did that." That's what. Yeah, I mean. it's, it's like my is... blood and uh, my son is a cunt. Is what that song's saying, is it? Yeah. So I said to him, "Dad, I'm, he, I'm really not bad, and I think that you're being unfair, just because I told Mum all the things that you'd done, especially with the au pair." Right. So he's grassing up his dad, but I mean, you know, that's not that. You know, you know I thought you were pleased when we asked you to be f- to feed the pigeons that you keep out the back. It was with, it was with good intent that I thought that you meant I should feed them both to my cat. He's a bit of a bit of an asshole. And then the last bit is like, um, he left. How I cried. Oh, daddy, I've tried. Remember, we all make mistakes. I remember him still as he shot down the hill with his foot pressed hard on the brakes. They'd always been bad. I thought he'd be glad that I'd fixed that very same day. My daddy was gone, but I'll still carry on because granddad is coming to stay. It's kind of weird, dark song about. Yeah. A sociopathic kid who ruins his dad's life, yeah. kills him, and then goes, but oh, well, granddad's coming, and he's a soft fucking touch. So that is Russ Abbott's Madhouse. Both the album. Ronco, another one of those extremely cheap, cheap. labels. But, again, effective, because the songs are well produced, the parodies are pretty spot on, and it's well performed. It's just that it's about as bad as, but better than I expected. Yes, Um but he's gone full comedy there. Mm. But then, is this before or after Atmosphere and the party? Well album? before. Okay. Because the first track on that is Living It Up, and that's the original theme to Madhouse before it became Songs of Joy and okay. Tears of Laughter. Oh, yeah, God. You know when sincerity creeps into sketch comedy and you just think, oh, yeah, yeah. fuck off. Well, that's what I mean. 
You've just dressed up a fat woman as a Nazi and made fun of her. Atmosphere, although it's got that naff thing and not take doesn't take itself too seriously, isn't a comedy record. No, do you see what I mean? It's a it's a but pop it's like, record. Like it's like my dad releasing a song that he expects to get to number one. You know, it's like dad, you haven't you don't know what music's like yeah, these yeah. days. Don't release that. Yeah, someone should have said to Wasabi, listen, if we're going to release this song and you want to, if, if you have to make a video. Don't wear a fucking jumper during it. It's a nightclub. Uh, wear a shirt with a tie. Yeah, yeah, Don't yeah, wear yeah. a fucking cuddly jumper. <laughs> and maybe yeah. just comb your hair for because you're, you're bald spot. This, we've reached the dead centre of the naff movement of uh, early 80s. I would say, if you in any way, shape or form admire the work of Russ Abbott, stay away from his album and get that Madhouse one and then you might feel the best of best of it yeah i think the best of the stuff he was doing yeah. at the time yeah i, I mean look All again right, cool. now we've got one more russ abbott kinder tune kinder well it's not kinder it is a tune because well, we tune. talked about it on the show previously before we mentioned this when okay. we talked well, about let's just, atmosphere let's just cover what happened i'll let you tell the story then because i've gabbled so at digitizer live um we got a lot of stuff from people didn't we giving oh, us stuff lovely we like thank it thank you it very helps. much it helps um, make this show however this paul yeah I don't know if I'll be... Oh, that. Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't. This is... I don't, I don't think we should mention it, because, you know... Uh, Skunk-infused vodka. Yeah, in a, given to me by a, a dodgy man. In a Buxton water bottle. Like, I, I, I'm I, willing to do some risky behaviour in my life. Risk-taking behaviour. That's a bit too far. Can me. I just suggest that you never drink a random drink given to me by a complete stranger five minutes before the end of the night as he shot out the door? Yeah, because he literally said, "Here, this is for you. You'll like it. It's a, I'm a dodgy old geezer. You'll like that." And it literally is like some herb in. Have like you sniffed it? I haven't opened it. Let's have a sniff of it now. Oh, have a sniff. Oh, the half of evil. Oh. <coughs> 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 yeah, I don't like vodka. I, I mean, don't yeah, like that. No, and it smells very much of vodka with weed in it. So, well, there you go. I mean, that's what it is. Now, we were handed oh. this. You were handed this by a lovely guy at uh, Digitizer Live. And this is a really nice cover, a seven inch single cover, Player One, yeah. Space Invaders. Space Invaders backed with a menacing glow in the sky. Okay? Uh, and I thought, oh, that's interesting. Some kind of uh, novelty Space Invaders record thing. Yeah. Uh, but you open, if you look inside, what's inside? Randomly, it was Russ Abbott. The Space Abbott. <laughs> uh, but it, that, weirdly, it's not the right record for this sleeve, but it is a record that has the word Space Invaders in the title. Which is, which is what must have happened. Someone it was might, going for their record collection yeah, or whatever. It was mis-sorted, uh, mis, uh, definitely. Just but double check what it, you buy. So the, the, the thing that was in the Space Invaders thing was a tune called The Space Invader Wet Met Meet. The Space Invaders Meet. Flew birds. <laughs> the Space Invaders Meet the Purple People Eater by Russ have, Abbott. I think we have played that on the show before. If not, it's definitely on the website, one of our pages. And it's one of his better ones. I like it. And it's, you know, it's... Um, it's a comedy song, definitely. Definitely a comedy song. Uh, he's doing some quite strong characterization of the guy. And he's a sort of, he's a guy who plays... Uh, it's a character from it, The Madhouse. Is it? Yeah, that it, kind of... Teddy boy kind of character. Right, yeah. He's sort of a London sort of guy. And in the video for it, they just got uh, a little actor, a little person, and painted him green. Really? Yeah. And okay. gave him dealy boppers and asked him to play Space Invaders. Okay. Uh, but the story of that tune is like the Russ Abbott character is a big uh, Space Invaders player fan. Yeah, and then ends up playing 
Oh, here we go. Here's the actual song. Space Invaders, Player One, is a song by Australian songwriters Russell Dunlop and Bruce Brown, recording under the name Player One in 1979. The song was based on a hugely, 19, hugely successful 1978 game. It was a novelty hit in Australia, peaked at number three on the Kent Music Charts, uh, went platinum. I'd love to find a real copy. Do you, do you want to have a listen have a little to it? listen, yeah. I think this is the one. Instrumental. Yeah, it's the original. Yeah. But it's an instrumental. It's five minutes long. That's all right. Uh, I wish you hadn't sung now. Oh, shit. Yeah, you've ruined it by singing. Yeah. I think that's the the 12 inch version, terrible. actually. Yes, yeah, that's going to be the 12 inch version, definitely. It's a uh, sort of space disco. It was nice until they Mediocre just. Mediocre space disco. Because yeah. what was that? Other thing I got you on vinyl, and I keep forgetting to give it to you, and I gave it, it was like the Yellow Orchestra. It's like a Japanese... Yellow Magic Orchestra. Yellow Magic Orchestra. Yellow Magic Orchestra. Because they had this song called Space Invaders, They did, they? yes. They're, they're, theirs is really good. And theirs is... They are hugely influential. Yes. Not- on the hip-hop scene, early hip-hop scene, um, and also in just electro. Yeah, and, like craft work. And so, stuff like that. You know, and they, they're still going on Electronica. Very yeah. good. And also, I've uh, read that the guy out of the Yellow Magic Orchestra had several... Solo albums as well. Which were successful and... And were uh, are rated critically as well, yeah. Well, there you go. So today we spent an hour talking about Russ <laughs> Abbott and Black Lace. Something it was fun, I, Paul. I've enjoyed it. It was actually quite interesting. Like, Mate, music is my bag, you know? Music is your radar. What does that mean? It's a song by Blur, isn't it? Oh, fuck off. You have to mean, bring them up. What's wrong with Blur? Mm, do you want me to say what's wrong with Blur? Go on, what's wrong with Blur? <sighs> The whole Mockney thing. All right, that was like tiresome, two albums tiresome. out of also, all of them. Damon Alban thinking that he's cool. That gets always gets me. All right, me. Well, okay. Who would you rather hang out with, Blur or Oasis? Blur. Well, there you go then. Way Blur. Well, there you go then. All right. All right. Good. They win. Yeah. All the people. <laughs> so many yeah, see, that, people. That great. So, yeah, but again, it was just two albums, really. I like some Blur stuff. Okay. Leisure, Modern Life is Rubbish, got fucking great tracks on there. Yeah. Park Life is a stone-cold fucking killer of an album. All great right. Escape was where it got a little bit too broad and a bit too silly, but there's still great things in it. And then they completely twisted it with Blur, followed by 13, followed by Think Tank. You're and a big fan of Blur? A little bit. Yeah. Okay, fine. But I'm just not a big fan. Oh, the people. I'm not a big fan. So many people. Is that the end of the show then, Paul? Uh, well, we were going to do something else. We were going to talk about that TV album, but long story short, we'll save it for another time. Yeah, absolutely. Because it has been an hour about Russ Abbott and Black Lace. And Black Lace. We might be the only podcast in the world to devote 20, 39 minutes to the works of Black Lace. <laughs> 
And and we didn't even do any research. No, we just looked at Looking Magazine from 1984. It's brilliant. Well done. Well Shake done. Shake my hand. We're it's touching. weird, touching. We're touching. We're touching. We're we're don't do the hand tickle. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. Dirty foppage. Oh, dirty foppage. It's coming. Oh, dirty thwoppage. Oh, dirty thwoppage. I've done my fly down. I'm gonna thwop it. Do you know what, Paul? I was almost like Vienna by Ultravox. <laughs> Do, you know what, Paul? Do you know what, Paul? Oh, thwoppage. In this cold weather we've been having, uh, it uh, the nuzzle beak uh, gets very... You know, retracted. Are you talking about your dick? Yes. <laughs> right, the nozzle beak. <laughs> Fucking hell. Have you ever... Um... Usually, ladies and gentlemen, this is where we sign off. Oh, sign the social off then. Media. Do you want me to do it? I'll but, do no, it. No, no, because you... No, I will we... do it. I will do it. Okay. Thank you. No, no, Listen, wait, no. Before, before you go any further, no. I'm going to put something that we've done before on Cheap Show that I'm going to reintroduce right now. I'm going to let you completely sign off, right? Yeah. So that means I want everything. The minute you get something wrong, I will slap your bare arm. No. We've gone through this before. No, no. It was I'm successful. not going to sign off then. Great. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Cheap Show, the economy comedy podcast. It stars me and Paul Gannon. No, I'm... <laughs> and Paul Gannon. You should slap me, really, for that. I this... Is that it? Fuck off. Come on. Do you really want me to hit your arm? Yeah, go on. Hang on. Here we go. Where? What part of your arm? Do it there. On the flap. Do it there. Ow. Are you joking me? Is that the hardest you can do? I'm not doing this, Paul. It's really freaking Come out. On. Weird. <laughs> Paul, stop! No, he's doing. I'm doing his belt. Oh, he's got his pants out. Nice shade. Thank you. <laughs> They're good. Yeah, they? burgundy. They were white this morning. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, uh, welcome, Go on, then. welcome w- to w- Cheap w- Show. W- welcome to Cheap Show, the economy comedy <laughs> no, podcast. We're at the end now. Thank you for listening to Cheap Show, the Economy Comedy Podcast. I've been Paul Gannon. That's Eli Silverman. Eli Silverman. If you want to follow us on all the social medias, let's start at the top. Email us by anything, thecheapshow at gmail.com. The website where we have pages dedicated to episodes of pictures and videos is thecheapshow.co.uk. If you want to get in touch with us on Twitter, it's at thecheapshowpod. I'm at Paul Gannon Show. Eli is... Eli Snoid. And that is spelt... E-L-I-S-N-O-I-D. You can also find us on Reddit, on Tumblr, on Facebook. We're all there. Just look for Cheap Show or Cheap Show Pod. And if you support us on Patreon, thank you very much. For little as a dollar, you can get extra podcasts and magazines and all kinds of lovely stuff. Check us out, patreon.com forward slash Cheap Show. Thank you very much for the support you give us on Patreon. It really does enrich us and keep us going because, you know, it's four years down the line and we're still doing it. And I think everyone listening can all agree the quality has dropped and so i just, I just want to make that aware i just want to... well i'm we sitting went... here with my pants down it's since we went weekly isn't it man yeah well, uh, well you know we can't go back to fortnightly can't we we can't go back to fortnightly 
<laughs> full. Anyway, thanks everyone. Yeah. Uh, let's end this on a Fat real. Sal. Let's end this on a nice, chill, relaxed. Just you know, because sometimes we go overboard and yeah. we go mental. Mm. But you know, I still can't believe you. Look at that! You left a handprint on me. I I really went for it, mate. You've got something weird with your senses. That's your senses good bruise. Are... Yeah, I know. You asked me to hit you real hard. I'm taking a picture of this. I'm gonna tell the police. <laughs> I'm gonna tell the police. Don't tell the police. Look at this. Look at that. Yeah, there's a mark. Look at that. You beat me. Wow. I can't believe you'd hit me on Cheap Show. I oh, come on. I've never had touched you oh, on you Cheap have. Show. I've you never so laid have. a finger or you todger loom. upon you. You loom. You took your pants down just now. Mate, imagine. Imagine there was an HR department on this show <laughs> that wasn't you. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're, Their we're. fucking line be ringing off the hook. Right. Well, on that troubling note, let's say Hello. goodbye. Cheap Show at HR. He's doing it again. He's done it again. Paul, yes. It's your third strike. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. Right. Do you know what someone said to me in the call centre today? What? Fuck you. That's a lot thing for your boss to say, is it? Fuck that. Is that how we're ending? Uh-huh. Say it again and I'll make it funnier then. About say someone at call centre. Yeah. I don't know what someone said it right to me today, Paul. They said fuck you. And I thought, ooh, that's not very nice. Was that your attempt to squeeze in grumpy sections? No. Sections. <laughs> grumpy sessions in the last grumpy five sessions seconds. Grumpy sessions will be making a return appearance. Yeah? Not right now. All right. Well, fair enough. Well, five minutes. Let's end. Okay. I can't. How do we do this? Just stop. Goodbye. You just say goodbye. That's goodbye. All. No, I say goodbye. You, you put your the phone li- down. You hang up. You hang up. No, you hang up. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks goodbye. for listening. No, you hang you up. Fucking don't talk over me when I'm trying to do the outro. You cheeky fuck. You always talk over me all Bargain the time. Bins. You're just talking over me now. You hang up. <laughs> oh, God.